Yo, it's the kid Travis Lindsay. Uh, I'm no longer doing the Boys Club podcast because my best friend died. Now I'm doing my own podcast. It's called The Church of Common Sense, which was inspired by the Boys Club podcast, where I just talk about things going on in the world today and me trying to understand and figure them out. If you're not into ranting, bitching comedy, that's fine. That's okay. I have a Disney podcast, which comes out bi-weekly, and you can listen to that one. We're Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, all that random shit. You can listen to that one, where I get drunk and I review Disney movies. So if you like rants, go to The Church of Common Sense. If you like fun stuff... Go to Hi Dad Soup Podcast, where I get drunk on Disney-themed drinks and food. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Fuck Scott McLean. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Oh, hey, Internet. And welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan. And if you're brand new to this podcast, this is a comedy variety talk show where I get personal with comedians, creators, and characters. And happy 2021 to everybody. I wish I could say it's off to a good start, but, um, you know, it's already becoming quite a shit show. But you know what? Um, If 2020 taught us anything, it's how to get through shit shows. So I hope you guys are all well. I am so excited for this week's episode. I have a returning guest, third time solo guest, a very, very good friend of mine. This week, I am talking with Kirsten Finch, my viral TikTok partner in crime, one of my good girlfriends. I'm so excited for this chat. This was a very epic episode with Kirsten. We dove a bit deeper with this one. Uh, Kirsten and I do tend to have really good conversations. They are a mixture of just ridiculous and silly and serious. So that's what you're getting with this Rogan-length episode with Kirsten. Uh, We talk about going viral on TikTok. We talk about mental health and getting help and therapy and self-improvement and our goals for the year and friendship and just just so much great stuff in this episode. I'm glad it's getting to you. Uh, I had some technical difficulties with the audio file, but thank the Lord that I do video because I always have a backup and I was able to use that backup audio. Uh, These things happen. Four years in, it still happens and uh, you still run into things that you don't know how to deal with. But um, we made it work, guys. We made it work. So make sure you're subscribed to Intoxicated. If you're really loving the show, consider leaving an Apple podcast rating or review. The reason that I ask for this every week is it does really help the show out. How does it do that, you might ask? Well, if a podcast gets an influx of reviews, it does bump them up on the charts, which is one of the best advertising outlets for podcasts. Um, so that's why it's important if you're loving a show to take that time and leave a review. So obviously, if you're loving the podcast, I would really appreciate a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Obviously, if you hate this show, please don't do that. That's just being a dick. And we don't want that in 2021. 
You can follow Intoxicated on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast and on Twitter at in underscore intoxicated. You can subscribe on YouTube as well for video episodes and video content. That's youtube.com backslash intoxicated. And I do have a Patreon. So if you do want some extra content and you want to support the show, that is patreon.com backslash intoxicated people. That's about it. It's very late. I got to get to this episode. So happy new year, everybody. And I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with the always funny, always awesome Kirsten Finch. All right. she is she's here she's back welcome back to the intoxicated podcast everybody i have an awesome returning guest i'm very excited for this miss kirsten finch (laughs) are you being the queen yes i've been watching the crown oh yes and my husband is very annoyed with me doing this accent but i won't stop is are you liking the crown oh yes some of it's quite dreadful (laughs) but other parts are quite wonderful i hear it gets shitty after season two oh no i'm on season two so i'm bound to be disappointed but i heard people are very excited when princess diana gets introduced i i do want to watch that whole like season i can i just skip to that season or do i have to watch the other yes okay i can okay it's really confusing though because they i think in season four because they 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 start when queen what is it queen Anne, queen lace queen victoria queen Queen lace queen elizabeth oh oh, the second (laughs) they start when she's but a young woman and she's not uh supposed to be as ascending to the crown and then a great upset occurs where her uncle steps aside her father has to take his place this is all on wikipedia and she is expected to become queen and that's where the drama begins so later the to skip to the <laughs> i'm a very gifted voice actor please hire me she's available for for work i can do british accents and that's about it I you do it really quite well. Thank you. I've irritated my husband endlessly. Oh my gosh! That's... We've negotiated a truce where I can speak in a British accent from two to four exactly tea time. Oh, two to four, which two is this four. whole podcast. Yes, and he started leaving our home or kicking me out. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Do you actually like the show? No, it's actually it's one of our separate shows. Oh, okay. So this is a thing that yeah. couples do, where and yeah. I have a lot of opinions on this, just, I guess, being independently single for so long. I'm like, this is something that's going to be an adjustment for me if I ever get a boyfriend. Just the idea of, like, having to watch certain shows together and then, like, but you guys have your separate shows. So you have the shows you watch together religiously. What shows are those? Star Wars stuff? No. Well, mm, he, if I'm feeling upset, this leads into one of our topics, he will sit and watch Star Wars with me for the 15th time. It's kind of like one of my comfort shows, but if it's, it's if we're starting a new series, so uh, for example, like Game of Thrones, that was a big couple show because you didn't want to get spoiled. That the would Walking, be a good one to watch with somebody. Yes, the Walking Dead. Um, yeah, Mod Fam. That's a big one because Mod, Mod we call it Mod Fam. <laughs> I love that. Um, Oimb. That was a big one for us. Oimb. Oh my God, Sarah. Orange is the new black. Oh, 
we get call it with it. We call it oimb. We used that was one of our but the oh. prison break. Yeah, you know, because you don't want to get ahead of the other person because this is time you could be spending with them. But then you also have to have independent shows because you inevitably don't like all of the same shows. Mm. And then you don't want to get on the head, get ahead on the shows that you do like together because then that person has to you spend also more I guess because like you're with the person so much you want to talk about these things too so no, i guess yeah. that that's a huge part of it like like if something happened on a show and you were like really excited to, to talk about it it would suck to not be able to do that but then if think about behind. It. if you're together and you guys roll up to say like you know sunday night nice little night in, and you're about to go on to game of thrones and you see Oh my god, we were on episode one. We're on episode seven now, and then you go, "I kind of binged it when you were out with your friends," and then you can't watch together because the other person's not caught up, and then you just delay your own pleasure longer because you have to wait for this chud to find time to catch up, or you have to rewatch it. Some things I have done before uh, is secretly watch the couple's uh, show and then lie. And say, oh, yeah, no, what's going to happen this episode? Is Sean going to watch this podcast? He will not. <laughs> he will never find out. I'm confident. <laughs> so you lie and you say, and I'm like, yeah, I'll just re- I'll just n- not be honest and I'll just rewatch the episodes and be like, oh, my God, who who betted who? No. <laughs> I've only that done would that be a- like, tough to keep up with, though. I've done. Yeah, exactly. I've only done it a couple times, but it's That's fair. I would pretty feel, loyal. Life. I would feel better about concealing infidelity than I would about going <laughs> going ahead. <laughs> See, that's what's so funny to me. Like, just how serious people take it. Oh, it's like it causes big things. Yeah. It's a huge thing. Yeah, it is a big thing. Maybe I'll experience that someday when I find my animal loving funny guy. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah, so I had a psychic reading just before Kirsten came over, and uh, apparently I gotta gotta get on the apps more. And she kind of compared it to like, um,. Wait, did she know you were single, or you were, or were you like? Oh yeah, I told her. How can I? <laughs> how can I get my pussy checked out like a library Cause, book? Because the first twenty minutes was all about career, and this is always how readings go with me. Uh-huh. I go into them wanting to know about like my issues with loneliness, and am I ever going to feel connected to people? Am I ever going to have a work life balance? Like career stuff has never been a question for me. I've always uh-huh. been pretty uh-huh. like, other than like. I just need to get a job or whatever. But I've always been pretty confident in my ability to, like, find a career path. But it's the other stuff that I'm, you know, a little more, like, curious about. But it's never what comes up in readings right away. Whenever I have readings, it's always just, like, career, 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 (laughs) career, career. career. You're going to be an amazing businesswoman. Career. Well, that's, like, most of your waking life. You know what I mean? That's true. Because, I mean, a career is eight hours of your Monday to Friday and then kind of surrounding that, what do you have, like three, maybe three hours of like personal care time where you're like making meals or brushing teeth or washing mm-hmm. hair, getting getting haircuts. Oh, you're damn. right. But it's an important part. It's, so it's me, a significant part. And for me, it's like, am I ever going to have that person to come home to? Because I was talking to Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I would. You know, can I, was, I have can I have seventy five dollars? I gave you an answer. <laughs> No, you are. I love Sarah. She's wonderful. She, I know. You should wife her up. Wife her up. I'm just laughing because, like, <laughs> it's so mean. Because I was talking to Danielle about, like, f- friendships right now and how, like, the group chat with, like, you and Kirsten. <laughs> You're Kirsten. I am Kirsten. <laughs> you and Alvin. 
one, Adrian. Only sometimes, though. I have so many personalities. <laughs> Fuck ADD brain. I just forgot who you were. Um, but like, I was telling Danielle about how like you guys are the closest thing I have to like a friend group right now. I would say group. Like, I have scattered friends everywhere, but like a group. But then I was also just like, well, they all have their their end of the world people. They all have their people that they would like. We would all like write to each other. Like, if a meteor was going to hit Earth, we would probably all write to each other in that. Yeah, time. I'd say bye, bitches, and then. <laughs> You, know. you would say goodbye, but like you all have that person, and yeah. I don't have anybody. And you got your can. Yeah, it's you really know. sad when people <laughs> say that because <laughs> it's like it's not the same. It's great, and I definitely, I am very happy that I have a cat. Actually, that's well, we went through that, that is something that's me and my I'm husband went about. through tough times, you know. And honestly, sometimes I think we just stay together for the cats. <laughs> You know, people say it's a good album you can title. you stay together for the cats. It's a great album. Oh my title. god. It's a great Is album. Is that my future comedy album? I actually thought of oh fuck me, I didn't write it down. I thought of a cool play on words that I was like, if I ever had a comedy album, this is what it would be named. <gasps> you should just name the album Play on Words. I could do that. That'd be fun. But it was something that was so good. <gasps> Has someone ever written a play on words? They just read a dictionary. Think about it. They just they just took out a dictionary. And it's like a one woman show, just me reading a dictionary. Play on words, and people go up and they pick a they pick a page number, and you just you just find a word, and like and I'm like etymology. <laughs> is that bugs or is that the origin of words? I can't remember. Next, mm. yeah. No, oh wait, entomology is bugs, etymology is words. There we go. I wish I could remember my album title. I, I should have written it down. Know what I want my album title to be, which is not workable because no one will get it. Unlicensed phrenologist. Unlicensed phrenologist. What's a phrenologist? So, you know, um, it. <laughs> and this is why it's so funny if you explain the history of psychology in detail. It's actually very funny. So you know those like old ye old things where they would like measure your skull with like the big pinchy things. Yeah, and they'd say, "Oh, oh wait, you're, no. you're you're you're." They they could measure your skull and be like, "Oh, you're you're psychotic or you're violent." Just I've never heard of that. It was early in the night. I think it was early nineteen or eighteen hundreds or something oh, like that. Okay. Okay. It's very ye old thing, and they would you know because the whole idea was that form dictates function, and so if you had like a very large protruding forehead similar to a Neanderthal, you were probably more brutish or violent or something like that. Oh, all so right. they would take these measurements and they tried to sort of make it design. Of course, it was malarkey. None of it was true. Malarkey, great malarkey, word. great word, best word. Um, and uh so no phrenologist is licensed so it'd just be funny to be an unlicensed phrenologist that is i i, I do like that yeah, yeah you would yeah. have to explain that small joke small little payoff Lar- <laughs> wait long joke you, small payoff you would have to explain that to people <laughs> which is never good to do in comedy so here's a break in my comedy album i just want to take a moment to explain to you and it would just be like a five minute long history Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually want to do that as a fringe play. Fringe play. I think that could work. Like, like a, a play on words, and it and it is just like a one woman show. Me reading from That's the dictionary. Hilarious. <laughs> something around that. I mean, they made us. They made a mini series on chess. You know. Oh my god! And it was so good. It was so good. 
Oh my gosh! You know I was upsetting? shocked how much I loved it. Do you want to? Do you want to hear something upsetting? It's not real. It's not based <laughs> on a true story. <laughs> I was no, so but there upset. Is, there is a chess lady, and I forget her name. And there is who's and there had is a similar story. Chess. Chess does exist. Chess is th- they have tournaments. But okay, here's my question because this was what I kept thinking about the whole time. I was like, I love this, and I'm wildly entertained, and I'm shocked that I'm entertained by chess. But me too. Is chess? Do people take chess this seriously currently? Like, like are there like these big tournaments where it gains all this media coverage and like big large crowds come out to see chess tournaments? Like, is that a thing, or am I just like? Unaware. I, th- I think it was more of a thing in like the 60s and the 70s. Mm. I well, I don't know. I don't know about chess culture. <laughs> We're yeah, too cool for I that. <laughs> I imagine. I think they would still have tournaments, but you know how everything kind of has a moment. I feel like the big moment for chess was in the 60s and 70s. And like for example, like yeah, now is a moment for stand up. Whereas like, do you think? <laughs> is oh my it? god! Yeah. Is it? Well, not. 2020 specifically not but yeah yeah i mean like sort of in this era but whereas i would say like there was a stand-up boom from like 1980 to like 1995 and then it became very uncool until maybe like i want to say like 2005 and then it started picking up momentum again Mm. but i think there are peaks and valleys in these things and i think it coincides with the rise of social media Mm, and just like it's easier to access us like you don't have to have like hbo and like you don't have to tune in at 9 p.m on friday to see like janine garofalo's like newest special or whatever janine garofalo i love her janine garofalo does she have a new new special no she should though i'm trying to bully her through this podcast i i do like her quite a bit do you know what's horrible in my opinion Mm. the dearth the lack of consumable John Doerr content. <gasps> I saw that he like, did something with Nikki Glaser recently. He was like on some show with oh her. Oh it was it was like a CBC thing. Does he have like a new CBC show? Oh yeah, I actually I did see that and I didn't watch it. So now I'm just a butthole. <laughs> I want him to have more like. But he's usually like the host or something. Like I want to see like his stand up. You know what I mean? Like like I don't think there is a John Doerr album. I haven't been able to find one. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. And every like I've seen, he's so funny. He's, he's so, so funny and so so handsome he's too. So funny, so funny and he's handsome. So nice. Yeah, he's so professional. It is. I love that's him. right. You opened for him. Oh my god, it was the greatest dream of my life. It was the great. It was honestly it was, so it was good. my greatest stand up experience ever. And honestly, <laughs> that venue is so good for stand up. Yeah, that little room. Yeah, they should. It's perfect. Yeah. Why hasn't Good Robot done more comedy there? I mean, I think shows have happened there pandemic but there should be more i think they're very specific about how they curated i think there were regular shows but it was it was mostly curated with the like the 22 writers Mm. because they had a lot but it was like very specific to like the 22 writers and so the halifax comedy community was not so involved i think that's interesting but then i think they had hello city i think they had like improv stuff so i think it just is who they know and you know what i mean could be and they also just probably don't want it to turn into like an open mic which is fair very fair i was thinking about this today have you only seen me do stand up once ladies night and that was that Mm. i don't think you've seen me since ladies night have you that sounds right um because i was thinking about the conversation we had yesterday in the chat about this like contest (laughs) (laughs) is that a bell ring i don't know (laughs) 
I'm changing the rules, baby. Are you just what are you, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Bleep it out? You're gonna bring out whatever you want. Uh oh, someone's <laughs> someone is bell happy. I am bell happy. No, be it's funny quite if, you, if you bleeped it out. And you were like, that wasn't a bell ring. I'm bleeping this out. With like actual, se- like a bleep sound effect? No, with like a bell bleep. Oh. Like a bing. <laughs> no. I actually, I've actually like taken this and like recorded the sound <laughs> like, for moments that I don't have the bell. Like, and I should edit it in more. But I was thinking about, um, um, as. <laughs> You know, the chat about how the four of us are like the perfect lineup based on experience levels. Oh my God. I was like looking at it and I was like, seasoned headliner? Who's that? And I was like, oh God, she's talking about me. <laughs> did you not like the, the word seasoned? Or did you think that you didn't deserve the word seasoned? Oh, I, I don't feel like I deserve that. I don't feel You're like You're a headliner, though. Uh, I wouldn't call myself. I, I don't have a, I'm not, I don't have a confident 45 minute set. I feel like to have mm. to be a headliner, you have to have a confident forty-five minute set. I have a good thirty. If I have you a 30 were to take forty-five minutes of Kirsten's comedy, what word would you use to describe it? If it's not a confident forty-five, uh, shaky, <laughs> maybe like a like cute, but in the way that a baby giraffe plops out of its mother and just <laughs> tries to make it in the you world, have, but it's still covered in placenta and it's a little sticky. You have 30, though. That's, like, quite a bit. I have 30. I have, well, that's the thing, like, because I, pro- I probably have hours of material at this point, but I only can ever have maximum, I would say, 20 minutes that I really like, and that's why doing 30 is a stretch for me, because then I'm kind of relying on, like, older material that I don't Right, and even though it has gotten great responses before, somehow I don't manage to develop it with the same or deliver it with the same gusto. Gusto. I don't know. I think I need better self esteem. I mean, I think all comedians do because not one, never once has like, have I given a comic a compliment and have them take it. There's a few that never knocked down. There's a few I can name that could be knocked down. Well, yeah, I don't think those. I think (laughs) most of those people have been guest on here. Most. Most keyword most, not all. Mm. <laughs> oh, the saucy! No, I'm joking. I love everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, but I think that that's such a thing. Thing that like you navigate in comedy is like your ego and stuff. Because like, so in the chat, essentially, we were talking about this open mic contest. The chat, and and like you guys were like, oh, we could, we should all go together, and how fun would yeah. be to be in this contest together, or like go up and do a show together. And I instantly went, am I included in this? Because I don't feel like I'm. I instantly took myself out of the mix purposely because I didn't feel, um, I instantly felt comfortable with the idea of uh, entering myself into a contest. Let the gatekeepers do the work of gatekeeping, okay? (laughs) You're not the gatekeeper. Like you, that's true. You throw your titties in that ring, okay? Do you have to put the video on YouTube though? Do you have to promote it, or can you no, just send it no? No, you just literally like oh. I would put it up as like an unlisted link, okay. and then send like don't private it because then sometimes like they don't want to type in the password, and then the password doesn't work. Just put it as unlisted so that anybody can watch it, but like you can't search it. You know what I mean? And then send them the link. That's it. It doesn't okay. matter how pot. Like sometimes they'll have 
you know, there'll be different contests where you have to get like the most watches or whatever. But because that was what I was worried about, because that was the thing that I think instantly made me go, this isn't for me because I didn't want to be like, vote for me. Like I literally have done stand up 29 times. Thanks, 2020, for canceling comedy before (laughs) I could hit 30. Would have been so nice to like get that nice round number. But no, COVID. And I know Um, here's a here's a hot opinion please i feel like there are a lot of people who would disagree with me for sure um i feel that comedy can be too hierarchical sometimes like that you're a bag of shit and you deserve nothing because you've only done like 30 sets whereas this person's been doing it 10 years and they deserve like all your respect that and i think it needs to be a mixture because i know people who have been doing it for like 20 years and they remain terrible whereas you on like your second or third set or something you had the air of like a polished like i don't know Mm -hmm. you're you're three or four comedian it was remarkable yeah and like that's and the other thing too is is another hot take and not to like throw people under the bus but i think i do think that sometimes comics more experienced comics pick on newbies a little too hard like and we've oh i've done that i've a hundred percent done that i've been like a bitch because i can be a bitch and then i but i think i think i dialed it down i think most people you're really good but i would say like and it's it's just here's the thing here's what it is to do and it's easy to get annoyed and also like the the arrogance of the personality type that goes to trying stand up yes sometimes they do need to be tamped down a little bit like you do have to teach people like you have to be like you know you do need to be on time you need to be here like you know like but it can't be unspoken you know what i mean that's very true like i i will always say that i i don't have new comic arrogance but i have new comic energy which I think are yeah. two. I think that those are two different things because the arrogance thing yeah. is like the ego. And you see a lot of male comics with it. Just saying, <laughs> um, you, you know that ego of like, I, I don't know. I think just a common thing with people who start comedy, which is why I'm excited that this this girl messaged me on Instagram. Shout out, you know who you are. I'm not gonna. I won't name your name, but I got a very she nice message from a live future for that newbie. Stuff. Future live, newbie, live and it's a woman. Hell yeah. Um, I think so many people when they start, they just go, I'm gonna try it, and they do like two sets, and that's it. But then there's some people who try it, and they're like. This is for me. I'm gonna quit my job, and then you and you can't really. You, you should be somewhere in the middle, you know, or like maybe more. Yeah. To, you know, I don't know. It is what it is, but um, it's just it's it's it was a funny experience in the chat to have like you guys go no enter like what the fuck just why not yeah like and they it, don't if they don't want you it's fine. There's ten spots and it's two to three minutes of your material and. I think the main thing for me was just the idea of entering a contest with a video from my second set. Oh, ladies night is the uh, only people have done way more ridiculous things. Like I know of people who have done like their second or third sets like on JFL or something ridiculous like that. And it's not urban legend. And like it is. It's wild. It's wild, but it doesn't get them anywhere. You know what I mean? Just because like they they weren't ready I I just get scared of like okay like say I enter and say I get picked or something yeah I would be scared of people seeing that and going does she think she can do this this soon like I this is the thing I'm constantly thinking about wait to win a new Brunswick comedy contest (laughs) (laughs) I heard this was the dream when I started it I might thought, be. I thought that uh, 
this was this was the height. What are you talking about, Kirsten? No, I I mean I say I'm going to enter this contest because I want to have a fun time with my ladies. Yeah, and I do think it would be so Hubcap, fun to do a trip. Hubcap is a fucking amazing festival. I love them. I love them. I love them. But. Uh, I don't think winning the contest is, a, is an immediate path to a full-time career as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so many people treat yep. like yep. that's so oh, true. This that's person got dang. this person got Halifax Comedy Fest. Boo! Why'd they get Halifax Comedy Fest? That was so much funnier. Bah, 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 bah. Like yeah. uh, one spot on the fe- all these little. The, there's no one break. Mm-hmm. There's little tiny steps. Little tiny that steps you make towards advancement, and then one day you're just doing it. That's so true. And it all comes out in the wash. It's fine. New comics, I hope you're hearing this because... It's fine. Because, yeah, no, that... Yeah, it's... I just... I want I want stand-up to come back. I truly do yeah. really miss that. But I do hate, like, the egos, like, the people that make up, like, random rules and they expect you, like... Uh, like I do okay here Vaughn yeah bring him up who Vaughn, I love I love but, listen, but he was so str- he was so ridiculous about like you had to be there uh, 30 minutes before the show and I was 30 like minutes. I was always like fuck you I'm not showing up to Gus's 30 <laughs> minutes before the show like I will come like I was like I'll come at quarter two that is the best I can do yeah. but also anyways like I but then there's like newbies who would roll in at like quarter past eight and it's like oh no you gotta or you have to like message or it has to be an exception like there has to just be some kind of con like this isn't this isn't what do you think this is rock and roll that's my new if I I were to run a room if it was a if it's a pro show my rule is 30 minutes like if I'm being paid 30 minutes in advance yeah pro if I'm the host 30 minutes in advance because then you have to like you have to be there to greet people you have to not even greeting people just like set the producer at ease because if you're 15 minutes early before the show and then say there's traffic and you're mm. only 10 minutes early then the producer's like oh my god are they coming it's my biggest yeah, stress close. one of my biggest but if I'm just actually is getting to shows on time I won't lie and, and yeah. starting comedy because for so long I just rolled in there right on time because I was always an audience member yeah and then things changed and I was like oh no I gotta like yeah. I would piss Vaughn off right now if he was alive because <laughs> I'm usually That's I'm usually thing. 10 or 15 minutes for me i think if you're doing if you're doing a spot that's a hundred percent reasonable i've also just waltzed into like a show up go up on time and just but also the nice thing thing, like my favorite venue of all time the comedy nest in montreal (gasps) i used to love that because if i was on that show even if i was just doing a guest spot i would always arrive 30 minutes prior at least but the nice thing was that they had a nice green room oh well that will that will help and they had a couch and so it wasn't just like you have to like stand around in the back but if i'm like doing yuck yucks like i will come 30 Uh, minutes before oh, yeah. showtime because oh. i just think that's i think that's reese i'm so sad that i didn't and i don't mean a short 30 like if i if i'm at there at, if the show's at eight and i'm there at 7 35 i'm like fuck i'm late it's not yeah. cool to me yeah oh my gosh we should say that kirsten got a haircut today i did and i feel like a soccer mom i waved my hair with a waver and i think my hair is looking quite 80s <laughs> It looks dope right now. I don't know how I feel about the wave. I'd finger blast you behind the bleachers. <laughs> That's the sound clip. Well, there the- it is right there. We got it. <laughs> we, got, we got the sound clip to open the episode. As soon as someone clicks on that, <laughs> they're going to hear. Well, I'd finger blast you behind the bleachers. <laughs> but like, While the meat. Oh, yeah. And then we can g- give you a makeover. And then you'll show the girls on the cheer squad. Like we can really, <laughs> you know, change Brad. 
Cheer Squad. Cheer also, Squad. Yeah, it's definitely a Brad. 80s movie. The, the, the name Brad is... Shout out to Brad McDonald. Who's Shout not, out Brad McDonald. Ironically, not a Brad. <laughs> he's not. No, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's not He's not that... I mean, like there, he has douchey elements to him, but... <laughs> Look, I know ah, we have man to... Does. It's hard... <laughs> It's hard to stereotype him as a symmetrical, <laughs> handsome man. Yes, he is. He is cursed. Yeah. <laughs> I actually literally had one of my friends complain to me. He's like, things are really tough for me. People stereotype me because I'm tall and broad-shouldered and muscular and very handsome. <laughs> oh, poor you. I'm like, yes, things must be so tough for you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a great fucking tweet from Corinne Fisher, who's like one of my favorites, but she was essentially just like, the problem... Oh, Fuck. It was like, oh, but then I did stereotype him and I asked him about hockey skates and he had literally all the answers for me. So I was like, see, stereotypes do work sometimes. He, Brad had answers for No, the, per, the person who was complaining, they were like, oh, I'm all tall and muscular. Oh, yes. Okay. And, but it, but I also, to be fair, I do get what he was saying because he's actually a really nice guy. Okay. Fair. He's really nice and really smart, but people stereotype him as just like, you know, a gym ding, ding dong. Well, great guy though this, highly recommend if you need skates advice this tweet said men don't actually suck the problem is is we hoped the hot ones would be nice but <laughs> then never required that of them that is see we've had to work on our personalities <laughs> I'm sorry. Should I have included you? That was no, so that was I'm, so mean. I, I always <laughs> say that I'm like medium hot. Like I'm not. I'm I'm what Anna Kendrick calls uh, approachable hot. I feel like my personality takes me to a seven. I <laughs> takes you to like does it lower it or higher it? <laughs> Honestly, depends on the day. Depends um, on the day. I feel like my personality takes my writing down probably because I feel like men are probably more annoyed by me. Like I feel like if I shut up a little more, I'd probably be a little more appealing to men. That's what I think. Well, you know my joke about that. What's that? That I can't even remember. Yep, yep, yep. Women need to yapping. <laughs> well, oh god, oh, I tried. It? You know, I tried shutting up, and it turns out that's my husband's fetish. Oh yes, that's a great one. <laughs> that's not. It's like more of like a story joke, but like, and I can't remember it because I haven't stand him in a long. Oh my gosh, it's been so. But long. he basically was just kind of like, I was like, oh, are we gonna have sex? Oh, your balls are so smooth. <laughs> I was trying to say, and he just puts his like, he's like. Don't talk. Shut yeah, that's right. Like, just, just, just shut up. <laughs> shut up. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Wait, no. you don't like my sexy talk about your balls? That's the thing. In I, this voice. I uh, have you ever met? Yeah, there's like some women I see that I'm just like, yeah, you've never really had to try, and that's that's unfortunate, yeah. but good for you. But also, I think that I think those people uh, are boring and bad. I don't trust men who are good looking and bad. You don't? Because yeah. they? Because I they, mean, my husband's really handsome. What am I saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm like you're digging yourself into a hole. You mean you mean the people who are like like the I mean like an the Aber- model type, like good looking Abercrombie and Fitch model. That's like right. The, like the standard, like you know, perfectly symmetrical face, chiseled, hates carbs. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like he's not gonna be good in bed. Probably not. There's no way. He they're probably not trying hard. Yeah, pussy's a carb for that guy. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna eat it. <laughs> oh my God, Andrew Scholes was on. Um, <laughs> Scholes? 
I never know how to pronounce his his last name. It's just Jew. Jew. Scholes? Is it Jew? <laughs> he was on uh, Whitney Cummings, and uh, he was telling her about how he found out he got COVID because he was going down on his uh, fiance and couldn't, what? couldn't taste, couldn't smell or taste oh. the pussy. <laughs> that's that I was. Thought she like got the call while he was down there, and she was like, "Sorry, I got what? Oh, and Andrew, that would be a good TikTok. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> that would go more viral than ours did." But yeah, it's it's, it's really funny because yeah, it's just the idea of like yeah, you're going down on someone, and then you're like, I can't taste or smell this. That's bonkers. The people that can't mm. taste or smell like months afterwards, oh, that'd be the end of my life. But I get so skinny. Probably the only time I would eat ass is <laughs> is if I got COVID. I won't lie. Like honestly, I I do not listen. We 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 know someone. We won't name names who loves it. Um, but. Uh, it's just not something I ever want to do unless the person wanted it and I had COVID <laughs> and I couldn't taste it. But uh, uh. <laughs> but the texture would be bad. I think if you, I, yeah, the t- <laughs> I think if you are engaging in analingus, you should be freshly showered. Why does it always come back to buttholes with us? Every time you're on this They're podcast. They're so wonderful. They're the Christmas so- episode, we talked about rosebuds. Oh, did we? The last oh, solo. No. I'm pretty sure the last one you were on, we mentioned butt stuff too at some point. Oh, no. Yeah, I think I think this is a recurring Freud game. would say that we're stuck in the third. Is it the third stage of uh, develop, development? The anal stage? Oh, okay. It's maybe the fourth stage. I can't remember. That's where you're a little kid and you hold your poos because it feels good. It feels good to hold poo. That person clearly yeah, doesn't have think IBS. About, think about. Oh, okay. If you don't, do you have IBS? Oh yeah, big time. Oh. Me and Brad McDonald bond over this all the really? time because he has it too. Well, I don't know. To to all you listeners out there, like, how great is the feeling of just you know dropping off a big duke? It's the best feeling. It's such a good feeling. Yeah, and that's truly... what Nikki Glaser describes, like why she loves anal, because she's like, how good, but, but does a big poop feel? But something's going. Well, I guess it's going in and out. Exactly. It, she's like, it just feels like a really good shit, and I'm like, but the reason I I'll like stick, it, I'll stick to poop. Is it goes out and it stays out, and <laughs> I don't feel constipated anymore. That's true. So like, I don't know. That argument doesn't sway me. No, I mean, I didn't find it, but it it made sense to me. I don't know. It, it, so, I guess it kind it kind of made because I do like a nice poop, but I mean, <laughs> it's another sampler. <laughs> I like a nice poop. The only argument that I think made it more appealing for me was when people were talking about how if a dick is in your butt, uh, it gives access to the G spot. Uh, it makes it easier. I think that's for just the something G-spot. men try to tell us. <laughs> Yeah, you it know, you well know where else you can access it if you just go in and up in the yeah. vagine. That's a little closer. But I guess if you, if you, okay. Do you know what, what I'm getting at is double penetration. <laughs> yeah, do I you guess know? that that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> we made a huge leap here. We made a big huge turn here. Are you talking about like a pig roast <laughs> situation? Is that is that still technically double penetration? <laughs> big roast. <laughs> I don't know. It should be technically. Otherwise, we need to think of a naming system. We need to think of a better naming system. I'm not okay with this. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, but I think eating bort holes. Back to that. 
Uh, I think you got to clean it off first. I think there shouldn't be a taste. That's true. But psychologically, I think. Yeah, for me, it's a, I, oh God, I know too much about the, the bacteria there. I, that's true. <laughs> You're a. Uh, Except popcorn one. Because you, you get right in there, don't you? But when, there's, the, but there's bacteria in the vagine, too. And I mean, your, your stomach acid is pretty potent. And you can have some bad vagina days. You can have a bad vagina day. There's some bad ones. There are some days that are like, yeah, nothing should come near this. Where you're like, well, <laughs> this is a bathing situation. <laughs> yeah. We're going to need the eucalyptus bubble bath. Oh, my God. Ooh, I got some of that tonight. Ooh. The psychic told me that because I essentially asked her what I should do tonight because she was like clean. I, I have TikTok girls that invited me to something. Scott McLean invited me to something. And then everyone else has plans. Wait, TikTok girls? Do you have a TikTok fan club? There's, um, no, they're like, they're girls I met on TikTok even before we, um, did our TikTok, but like, <laughs> did our big thing. We did our thing. Um, I don't know them that well, but like, they did invite me. Um, and I'm just kind of like, I'd rather hang out with close friends or none. That's oh, that kind of, sense. that's kind of the mindset that I'm in, but I'm also just like, you know, I'm just going to have a chill night and not yeah. care. Yeah. I'm going to have a bath, light a candle. Because the psychic was essentially just like, you should use this time to manifest your, your lover coming into your life. She's like, she's like, and she even said, you know what she said? Um, and maybe this is, again, going I back to life coaching. also support you masturbating tonight. The bitch told me to essentially clean her, clean my room. She's like, so when you... Also when you solid put, advice. When you put energy into your bedroom, because the bedroom is like the romance center, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, so if you've been mm-hmm. if you've been neglecting that, if you put your energy into cleaning your room and making it like a good, sensual, like romantic, clean space, it's gonna like manifest that energy for your future partner. Yeah, so I've I'm never clean my room. I've never run into someone who has like a messy living situation where where they're they're like, I feel like I have my life completely together. <laughs> It's true, though, but I also blame ADD on how messy I am, because that's an ADD thing. Could be. Yeah. For sure. Because it's like, yeah, I can can get certain things done. Like, there are certain things I can get done. Yeah. You want, like, a bunch of sound clips for my podcast, edited all funny and awesome? You can do that. You want TikToks? I can do that, too. I can do podcast editing, video editing. I can focus on those things. That's the other things. Yeah. Cleaning, dishes, taking out the trash. Organizing. You should. Do you like to organize? No, I'm so sorry. I only only begrudgingly do it for myself. I I assumed that you did. I don't know. Maybe I kind of do. Maybe it's. I think it's different when it's not your stuff because I hate doing it for myself, but I like doing it for others because I'm that person at work. Like at work, like I neurotically organize everything, but also I see everyone else at work as horrifyingly disorganized. So you. So when it's your own, you don't like it so much. I was gonna say because when we're done here, you should take a peek into my spice cabinet because I think that would give like anyone who likes to organize would probably look at that and like have a boner because they would be like, like, "Oh, it's so messy." They're all in bags and there's no rhyme or reason. Like all my spices are like the bagged spices. What I hate is putting a lot of money into organizing. So if you get like to get like the little jars or whatever, that's annoying. So what the fuck am I supposed to do with these bags of spice? Why were you buying bags in the first place, girl? Cheaper. <laughs> you're like i can't argue that you're broke yeah. no it's true well the, okay the, here's the thing that i do i do um 
I get the initial bottle and then I get the bags and I refill the bottles. Yeah, that's fair. But there's a startup. There's a startup cost to it, right? And that's getting the more expensive bottled ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I need yeah, I don't know what to do about my spices. That's a goal for for twenty twenty one. I got just like a little basket from the dollar store and I put like I have like two spice baskets and I just put the spices in there. I think that that's a huge thing. I don't have good containers for them. So maybe I just get some cheap containers. To just put the bags in and just like kind of yeah the yeah dollar store is good for that like if you got like little mini mason jars especially like but I wouldn't get like just get it for just get like six for the ones that you actually use and then get rid of the ones that you don't use yeah you just have to get rid of that little teeny bag of like garam masala because you were like oh I'm gonna make chicken tikka masala tonight <laughs> and then you made it once three years ago girl that <laughs> that garam masala is stale also question does, do spices go bad yeah they get stale. Okay. It's not that they get, go bad. It's just like they lose their flavor. And it just, at some point, you have to accept that you're never going to use that much, like, powdered parsley. That's so true. I imagine a lot of my stuff has probably gone bad. Yeah. And it's probably stuff that I brought over from my old apartment that got left behind by roommates. If you haven't lo- used it in a year, I would say get rid of it. Fuck, maybe that's what I'll do tonight. Maybe I'll spend yeah. New Year's Eve declutter your decluttering. life. It feels so good when I get bursts of that where I just want to throw everything out. And I Ugh. I love those bursts. I always, I have that too. But yeah. then I, I, I go, oh God, I can't part with that. <laughs> what if I need it someday? I, I got that garlic powder when I was living in my first apartment. <laughs> and it's a cherished, garlic it's powder. It's a cherished memory. <laughs> but my hair is cute. The hair thing. So... The psychological yeah. things that we go through as women when we get our hair cut is, is insane. Like I, look, I look like this. <laughs> that's, that's not attractive. Did you, did you tell her that you liked it? She didn't really ask. Oh, really? But she's very... I like her. I, actually, I really like her. We have the same hair person now. You're going to like her. She's very efficient. It only took about a half hour for a wash and a cut. Okay, I'm also gonna call her, so it might. It might she's uh, freaking, and uh, I'm going back to get a, a little balayage. Oh, you're gonna do some balayage. Do some balayage. I don't like how dark my hair gets in the winter. It makes me kind of sad. The, I, like that's, the, I like the beach blonde that I get in the summer, but you know, I gotta, I gotta chate a little in the winter, I guess. That's a great thing to do. Yeah. Um, I, I think I know that I'm gonna like this lady because when I booked my appointment with her, I texted her, um, and I was just laughing with Danielle over this because. Um, I was like, this is how I know I'm going to like someone. So I texted her. I said, hey there, I got your number from my friend Adrian. I am wondering if you have any availability. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and then she wrote back, I'm sure I deaf do, but I don't have my appointment book at the moment. I can message you back later. And if I don't, then I forgot because that's just who I am at the age of 40. And I was just like, I love you. Thank you for being honest. Like, she was essentially just like, if I don't get back to you, it's because I literally just forgot to. No, she's very cool. She's very chill. And also, I love her because she doesn't charge insane prices. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very appealing. Yeah. Because I'm going to do a color and a cut, uh, yeah. you know, for... Like I think I think it's like a hundred or something, which is her. so reasonable. Yeah, that's very reasonable for those two services combined. Yeah, but. like other places will charge you like three hundred dollars, like easily, and that would just be a random place, not even like a shishi place. And I don't even like I don't actually get my hair cut a lot, but it's the color that I'm like. If you're just doing something basic, like for so long I was dyeing my hair black, and I was just like, it just doesn't feel worth it for me to pay that much at a salon when it's no. just I could just touch my roots up. With box dye, even though I know box dye is bad for your hair. Isn't is that something that 
Is it though? Just tell us. It could be because they want us to book it with them. But, but see, I can't. I know I can't do a balayage myself. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Don't do a balayage. <laughs> don't do that yourself. I'll just come over with like nineties blonde. <laughs> what colors are you doing? Are you just doing the just lighter? Make it look natch, just like a little lighter, just like a little beachy kind of like. Oh, that gonna be so cute. I'm yeah, I'm excited to get my hair done. I I just I mostly want someone to rub my head. <laughs> she doesn't do a lot. Oh, uh oh. There's, there's some though. There's a little bit. There's a little bit. Okay. Not a huge amount. I wish I could. But it's more. 30 bucks for a haircut, and that honestly makes me so horny. Yeah, that's really, really good. You can actually, so you can actually get that at places like Head Shop, but you have to ask for someone who's less experienced. Like, you have to specifically say. But the thing is, she's not less experienced. She's like, you actually, and get, a that's, good, you actually get a good haircut. And that's the thing. You're getting good experience yeah. level for a good price, yeah. which is, is if you go to a salon, you're getting, you're getting decent experience for a low price so because yeah. i think i paid like 30 bucks i would ju- i just really i'm all about comfort and like just making my life as easy as possible so yeah. i went to like the little place in coal harbor it's just like a little shack and it's just kind of like wacky crazy hair like i should have <laughs> not gone to a place called wacky crazy hair is that what it's called it's something like that wacky it's, crazy hair wacky crazy i can't <laughs> please make but a- i was like this can't be hard and I was just, I called them and I was like, look, I'm a, I'm a fussy woman. Fussy. I mean, I'm a fussy, I difficult love the word woman. Fussy. Can you please put me with someone who has experience cutting short hair? And they said, okay. And I walked in and I sat down in the girl's chair and she seemed young. So we started chatting. And I said, hey, how long have you been doing hair? maybe maybe like early 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 20s maybe 19 oh my god and she was just kind of like oh i graduated like four months ago and i was like oh dear oh boy <laughs> and at the time i had like a little pixie cut and i really liked that there was like a point in the back like your you know, hair's grown like, quite a bit thank you thank you ah, okay yes, I, in a biological function thank ah, you. um I had a little pixie cut and i like the little point and she's like she just looks at me she's like i don't know how to do that Oh my god! And I was like, "That seems." I feel like I could do that. I think you just cut it into a point. Anyway, so then we, she was like, "Okay, I have a plan. Let's just go slowly." And every time we make a cut, you'll say, "Okay." And in my head, I was oh like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "This is a terrible plan, but let's try." <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, the poor girl got so freaked out that she eventually just called over the owner of the salon, who like irritatedly finished my cut, and I never went back. And that girl never, because I go there for pedicures still. Uh, and that girl, they were like, "Yeah, she left," and I was like, "Oh my god, it was because of me." Oh, probably not. She but I was, doesn't have confidence. I was very nice about it, though. I was of like, course you would be. I was like, I'm sorry. This is my fault. I'm fussy. I told, I told the receptionist. This is really on the receptionist that I wanted a stylist with a lot of experience with short hair. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, this uh, was a mix-up, is what it and was. Then, you know what? Up. To her credit, she had fantastic customer service. She was very happy and ready to admit when she was like, "I'm not good at this. I'm, I'm out of my." I'm out of my comfort zone. Well, yeah, because what you and do- her next client was an eight-year-old child getting a bowl cut. There you go. Because <laughs> exactly. what you say is, you say, "I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not the best person to do this service for you, and you deserve yes the best service. So I need to 
step away from this or like yeah. I need to find someone who can give you what you want. I felt awful, but I also didn't want to look ridiculous. <sighs> There's so many like weird little codependency things that happen and it's so funny to me because I had it recently with the fucking coffee machine. So mm-hmm. I got some money from the parents for Christmas like I always do um, and I wanted this Nespresso coffee machine. <laughs> And I went to the kiosk at the mall because the pods for this fancy coffee, which, by the way, how was your fancy coffee? Oh, so good. There you go. I was so frothy. With the money. Um, you can only get them at the mall or I think there's two other locations in Halifax that you can get these pods. Uh, so I went to the kiosk and I was like, how much? And like, what's the best deal? And they're like, OK, 150 uh, or 219 for the machine and the frother. And I was like, OK. And then I found it for cheaper at Bed Bath and Beyond, and I was like, "Sweet!" It was like came to like one eighty for like mm. that. No, oh, no, it was like one ninety, I think, with tax uh, for that same bundle. But it was like too inconvenient. Like I ended up ordering it, and then in my head I went, "Oh my god, I can't go back to the kiosk because I told the lady that I was going to think about it and that I would come back to get it tomorrow." <laughs> Like, I'm just such a big dumbass. Like, I'm just like, I can't go back there because because she's going to know I bought it elsewhere. But then I ended up returning it anyway. And I just went back and, and you were like, got it. Because it was owned in fucking Dartmouth Crossing. I was just like, I'm not, unless someone can drive me, I'm not busting out there. And it was a huge machine. Like, I would have been oh, lugging yeah. that on the bus. So I was like, I'll, I'll spend the extra 40 you, bucks for convenience. Where your parents live? Anna Ganesh. Oh, <laughs> Did you go up there for the no, holiday? No, no, and they stayed. They stayed home because really? even though it's not like a rule that you shouldn't travel outside of Halifax, it's like highly encouraged that you shouldn't. Oh, like they're not really saying it's very confusing. The rules change here every day, um, but they're like highly encouraging like people who are doing non-essential travel to not do it. Like, mm, mm-hmm. and so like my parents are in their seventies, so we're like it's just not worth it to risk bringing the COVID to Anaganesh. I just thought of the like the meanest thing I could say to you. You have old sperm vibe. <laughs> it's not true. I don't even know what that means. <gasps> I do know what it means. You know what it means? What? Someone with a bad childhood because your parents are too old to relate to you so you grew up feeling unheard. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I should be the the freaking seventy five dollar freaking truth teller lady. Oh my god! Yeah, you just just, te- just you, tell people you have old sperm vibe. I just love that old sperm vibe. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. Someone who looks like they have old parents. I really like that. You <laughs> need to make like that a, into something. There's a certain type. There is it. I think it's because yeah, if you have older parents. You're probably not going to be as close to them because, like, I didn't feel close to my parents growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom was 42 when she had me. Mm-hmm. Like, which is back then was considered, like, nowadays, not so much. But back then, is it? Well, uh, 42. Yeah, let's, let's. I don't know. I don't know. I know there have been advancements in fertility and it is less unusual to have children later now. Just because women are focused on their careers and it takes that much friggin' longer to get established. Mm. Also, what the psychic told me was people who are career driven like me um, find their people later in life. That makes sense. Yeah. 
But I don't, yeah, I don't think it's weird to have. <laughs> maybe I take it back. Maybe it's becoming increasingly more, like, it's being normalized to have children in your 40s. It's normalized. I, I think, yeah, because I've known. Though fertility does decrease. So if you really want kids and you have the opportunity, maybe don't put it Can off. Can you confirm this? So is 35 when it starts to dip? I think so. That's when it gets, that, that's when it really goes down. <sighs> like, it goes down, like, it goes down exponentially. But you don't want kids, right? I don't know. Oh, that's, yeah, you want kids. I don't think. (laughs) No, if you're at I don't know, then you want kids. I'm here. If you don't want them, then you know you don't want them. Here's my stance. I don't want them enough to be a single parent. Oh, yeah. So you want kids. There you go. But do I? I don't know if I do. I literally, Kirsten, you could, you need to ask me at various points in my cycle because I could just be ovulating right now. Or into your drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Just after after a bottle of wine, I'm just like, I just want to be Camden. I just want to get pregnant. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's Whitney Cummings is getting in my head because she froze her eggs at 33, which is my current age. And she highly encourages women, especially women who are like on the fence. 500 um, bucks to freeze their egg is it how much 500 bucks that's it i think so it's not it's not what i thought it was out like, of reach i thought it was way more than that to freeze your eggs i don't think so but then you have to pay like a yearly storage fee and then that's where they get yeah i don't i think the yearly storage fee is not bad it might be like 100 bucks or something but I'd have to look into it. But it's can, but pro- can that be your next project for me? Is to look into the price. <laughs> Kirsten has been so helpful for me. Um, and I've, I'm going on a journey with ADHD, trying to get diagnosed. A journey, a journey, a journey. And it's you have to navigate a whole system and, and get referred. It's and, very confusing. And then you know, and you've been so helpful because you're like, here are the medications you should look into, and and like. But yeah, talk to this person. Don't do this. Do that. I love it because you're like you're like sheep herding me into adulthood. I'm like I'm gonna fix you. God damn it! (laughs) Please fix me. Gonna organize your spices. So the next thing you gotta look into is that because if it's only five hundred, fuck, I'm gonna fucking hear that. Here's the catch though. Um, to do in vitro, it's a lot more. So to use those fertilized eggs. But maybe by the time that I'm that you want to use, because then if you use them, I think like most most people on in vitro fertilization, I think they spend like twenty thousand dollars or something. Because I and think it's only each, for one pop, isn't it? I I want to say each pop is like seventy five hundred bucks or something. But like most people will need like two or three rounds. I think there's only a thirty percent chance of success with each round. Some people may never get pregnant from it. It's wild. So you never, yeah, and that's the thing. Like I, so, I actually, yeah. I think that there's I'm hidden cost to. I'm it. leaning towards no kids, but there's a small part of me that like has that nurturing. Like I just love taking yeah. care of things and people. But if a one night stand happened, <laughs> if and I, it results in a baby, you keep it. I probably would keep it. Yeah, it's like found art. Yeah, I I hate saying that, but I, yeah, I think if I were to get knocked up. I probably would take that as my chance. Or you could just give it to me. I could just give it to you. I hope you bone somebody smart. I <laughs> Yeah, it's I do I don't envy the journey Good of 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 uh trying to get pregnant. I don't envy that. It seems very stressful and what? not fun. what's what's not fun about <laughs> banging all the time? Looking looking at your husband to be like, I'm ovulating. 
<laughs> but but I'm not it- going to stop reading my book, but I need you to get back there, buddy. <laughs> But I think it would just be that feeling of like when you get your period and like yeah, it, that that would be the sucky off. part. The banging would be the fun part. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Or it gets the, a little it's like the it's more a little mechanical e- efficient part. My husband's just back there like crying like it means the fun. And I'm like shut up and pump harder. Oh my god, you yeah, just quietly be- quietly continue reading. Because how can you make something that's so planned and like it's planned for a reason? Because like you're you're taking advantage of like timing and ovulation. No, and, and you that. have to be like you keep your hands off your noodle, Mister. Because I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna ovulate in like four days and I need all your man like masturbation police. Yeah, I have to be fucking <laughs> masturbation police. And they're sneaking off to every corner of the house trying to touch their own little noodle. Jesus, ew, noodle. <laughs> It's a terrible word to describe a penis. Oh, God. Side with my husband. <laughs> Kirsten, can you stop calling it my noodle? <laughs> no, I will not. That's fine. Kirsten, it makes it very hard to maintain an erection. <laughs> oh, my God. Fine. You're ding dong. So we should talk about what happened over the last... When did our TikTok happen? TikTok. Uh, I can't remember. It's just been so busy. I know. Was it just? Er- I think it. Know what it was? It was early December. Early it's December. Been about a month. I think. Common- things were shut down. I think at that point. Were they? Yeah, they were shut down because. Yeah. Because I remember when. Okay, so for because I, I kinda, was doing it to avoid studying. Well, this is <laughs> this is what's interesting about the TikTok thing. So like, it was very spontaneous, and so I had made a TikTok, and listeners, if you don't know. Which you might know. But, like, I made a TikTok about, like, being a nervous woman waiting for my test results and having not heard back. And, like, being that, like, like I'm just calling to follow up. Like, no big deal. But, like, maybe you spelled my email wrong. You know, it's spelled with an L. It's not a one after the H. It's an L. Like, I was just kind of doing this funny, like, yeah. overly paranoid woman. Because I actually work at the testing sites. And so sometimes we write the emails a little quick. Yeah. A little quick. And that was a real and legit people- concern I had because I hate my email address because of that fucking L. People have looked over and been like, oh, you miswrote that. And I'm like, I am so sorry. <laughs> exactly. I have been working for 11 hours. It's a long very, time. Very tired, not focused. And you've been doing the testing too, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, it's How, fun. Oh my God, that's wild. It's really fun. Do people ever react like, like no. over dramatically to the swabs? Here's what I think it is. I think that it's, uh, it's a weird sensation and no one enjoys it, but I think people with high anxiety... Like they're they're already on high alert, and so they do tend to like react worse to it. If that yep. makes sense. Yep. Yep. Because I didn't when get I didn't get nervous until right when she was coming towards me with that. Because when you're anxious, because when you're anxious, things hurt more. They've actually done studies about this. Like when like when you're already high anxiety. So of course it you know so it's it's gonna you're expecting the worst. Yeah. But in some ways, I'm like if you expect the worst, then. It's not. It's kind of like getting a tattoo. Like when I got my first tattoo, I was like expecting the worst pain ever, and then I was like, "Oh no, this is just like kind of annoying." <laughs> like, yeah, it's an annoying pain, not so much a like, like it's not a hard, terrible pain. It's not a hard rule, I'd say. Mm. Like some people go, "Oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was," or some go, "Oh god, that Everyone was exactly." So ter- it must just be our noses, though. It must just be like our sensitive noses. 
Yeah, I think people can have different sensitivity levels. I think it depends on, yeah, I think I think anxiety is probably the biggest factor. If you're like a clinically anxious person, I think you're yeah. more likely to like imagine like the worst case scenario is like, oh God, is this going to puncture through to my brain? It can't do that. No, oh, God, it's actually technically gonna... not touching your brain at all, right? No, not at all. It's it's just there's, there's really far back. There's skull in the way. For me, like you, that one yeah. cannot get through skull. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. No, they're not drilling in your, your or brain. Or they're like, oh God, is it going to hit my olfactory bulbs? And then, you know, I won't be able to smell ever again. Oh like that. Lord. It's those kind of thoughts. Yeah. I think that people that, that get the hamster wheel going and then any little sort of like, or like, Thing. you know, when you feel something crawling and you're like, oh, it's a spider. Oh, I hate that. But it's up there. And so you're just imagining the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's that. That's so fascinating. But the cool thing is, like, they do they do little babies sometimes, because sometimes you got to test little babies, and they can't do a gargle test because babies are dumb. They can't gargle. And so they do have to do the little wand test on babies, and they cry because it does feel unpleasant. It and the nose? Good. Yeah, they do the little nose on the babies. But by the time the babies have gone from the testing site to the door, all of them have stopped crying. Oh yeah, well because they would the be the discomfort. best because yeah. it's such an honest reaction. Because yes, it's uncomfortable, but it really does stop very quickly. It does. The sensation goes away very quickly. Yeah, your eyes water. That was one yeah. thing that's. I always me. gave people tissues. I was like, your eyes are gonna water. A couple yeah. people, if they were really upset, I was like, what cookie make it better? And I gave them a cookie. I lo- oh, it was cool. I had a little stack. I had a little stack of cookies. I love it. And they're supposed to be for little kids, but I was like, oh. I think cookies make anyone feel better. Here you go. If you're having you, a rough day, you can have a cookie. Do you find people's like people are very paranoid? Like, do you get a sense? Like, can you tell when someone sits down that they're a level of paranoia that's like up here? Yeah, there's some people that like they have like they're they're incredibly anxious and they're just kind of like you know people will come in and be like. I was sitting with three unmasked people yesterday, and so I'm here for a test. Right. You know what I mean? And then other people come in, they're like, oh, I can't believe I have to be tested. There was a big COVID outbreak at my work. And ugh. like, they're just doing it because they're just doing it because their employers. Right, 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 right. That's so interesting. Yeah. So people have different people have different uh, like. I guess tolerance for risk. They have different yeah. risk tolerances, and it would all factor into like, are you immunocompromised? Are you old? Uh, so true. You know, like, what's your lifestyle like? Is it convenient for you to like, you know, be really careful and not see anybody? Uh huh. That's a huge thing. People yeah. forget about that because if you're someone who lives <clears throat> paycheck to paycheck and you work a minimum wage job, it's just not convenient for you to not see anyone. Yep, you have to go and be with your coworkers mm-hmm. and see the burgers in the front. You know what I mean? Like there's there you go. You can't really afford to be. Everyone's yeah. yeah there's all these layers that impact how people are handling this. Yeah, or some people come in like, oh, you know, I live in an apartment building and I'm really anxious because I don't feel people in my apartment building are following rules you know what i mean and it's just kind of like it's just so it's it's such a weird time because you know like all because we can still hang out in person right now in halifax a small small groups um and for me it's like i'm such an extrovert that like i always want to host things and so i'm always like like i'm always doing the whole like here's an invitation but oh my god don't do not feel pressure like like you 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 really don't have to like it's it's literally like don't even worry don't even feel you have to explain to me if you want to say like i'm just like i'm overly accommodating because 
I feel like there's this thing where you can't say no to a plan right now without explaining, uh, oh, it's because I'm paranoid about COVID. Or like, or you go into detail, like, like Alva going into detail about like her, like the medical things that she has and why she can't really leave. And I'm just like, you don't have to explain. I totally understand. I and I feel like a dick for even asking. <laughs> I truly just. I just had to ask, and then usually I don't ask those people again because I know what, where they're at. What I can't stand is when people are judgmental of other people for not like, doing exactly what they're doing. Yeah, for not or yeah. not believing exactly what they believe. Like for example, like the person that like lives in like like me that lives in like the five bedroom house yeah. that has like a bunch of bathrooms, has a husband to entertain me. I have Netflix. I have like a ton of food. Yeah, like, like it's cushy. It would be, ridiculous for me to be like judgmental of someone who lives alone in an apartment yeah one room to, with two no, rooms tops with you know? no partner yeah and be judgmental that they're like oh i think i just want to go to the movies because i want to see another human see another human yeah because i was talking about what Danielle that's last not, night that's not fair of me humans and a lot of people are forgetting that and it pisses me off yeah it really pisses me off too and because humans aren't meant to we're actually like biologically not meant to live alone we're pack creatures yeah like like if you go back way back to the caveman times like it was a pack mentality like you had like women like women had other women around them which is why like mm-hmm. if any of you bitches get pregnant we'd like, all we'll, pick, we'll, we'll all rally around all, you and we'd all pick help. the berries yeah gatherers hunters gatherers or whatever yeah. um and so like it's it's just this weird time and it's just always so weird for me like trying to like maintain mental health by like reaching out and asking people to hang out because i feel like i need it but then yeah. also respecting their boundaries oh no you can of, ask and then they say no and, and then, then you back off and yeah you back off. It's yeah. yeah yeah it's just it's a weird time but yeah. go, but going back to tiktok so i made that tiktok i right. sent i sent that to you tiktok you don't stop and then you came up with the idea to call me like to sit here, like so it was filmed right here. And uh, I love how people thought it was real, and yet you magically had your camera on. <laughs> That's the first tip. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I was just filming myself waiting for the call all day. Yeah, and you had like lighting, <laughs> glitter backdrop, your makeup done. Yeah. But what was crazy about that was like, like that day, like I hated how I looked that day. I thought I was like shit. Um, Wait, it's not every day. Well, I mean, most days lately, most days lately for sure. But like, but like, yeah, that that was one of the rare, rare days that I didn't actually love how I looked. But like, um, yeah. So you called me and we did a little. You had a whole script. <laughs> I want you to re- release the outtake. <gasps> there's only I? there's only one outtake though. There we is only, only did one. It one. We only did it twice. That's right. I broke you. You and did I felt, break me. I felt so good about that. It's and, very validating. Well, it's it's <laughs> weird for me because I'm not. I don't have faith in my like comedic acting yet to like trust the first go. So like I needed perfect. that second go. You were perfect as a deadpan because that was the whole thing that like the just like the deadpan real reaction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the, I'm a Virgo. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Pisces. Oh, yeah, a lot of okay. people really liked that part. Um, <laughs> a lot of people identify with that. But essentially, you call me back as as a nurse calling with my COVID results and saying um, you have tested positive for being a whore. There's a big, the there's a big pause in between being tested positive. Yeah, yeah, for, for being, being a whore. whore. Yeah, the way you said it, like, like just the the way you said it was perfect. And before that, you had asked my name and birth date. 
and at the time which lends to its uh credibility credibility and you had a great like nurse voice too (laughs) just like very tired i've been here for 10 hours i've delivered this diagnosis dozens of times today don't think you're special and then the the other thing too so when you asked my birthday and i gave you my real birthday which yeah i know um i should have thought to be like bleep 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 that one out but here's the thing so a lot of people alert me to that and honestly like there's so many fucking people that i know their their full names and birthday the funniest thing was the contracts and the people being like oh you want to get cyber hacked and then the rest of the people commenting, oh, my God, it's my birthday, yeah. too. Which was, like, 90% of the comments. Yeah, 90% Holy of the shit. comments. Yeah, not even people. People were also <laughs> getting excited not only about having the same birthday, but about having an adjacent birthday. Yeah. I was born oh on March gosh. 6th. Oh, I my was, God. I was born on June 12th. <laughs> what? I literally want to get a t-shirt that says, I have the same birthday as you. <laughs> like, because that was, like, the majority of the comments. Um, but you're also, when I say March 5th, 1987, I'm a Pisces. And you go, <laughs> you pause and you go, okay. That was one of my the okay was... I think a lot of people really, really liked that in the comments, too. The cogs in my head were turning. I was like, should I say something funny to this? Or should I just react how I, I like how the a nurse okay. would, re- yeah. would react? Like, it doesn't matter that you're Pisces, oh. you crazy and you bitch. Because con- you can kind of tell, like, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that response. Because I go, oh, and you... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's very natural. It was really so nice. good. And then, so, that video <laughs> happened. It was just, it was so funny. It took me very little time to make like like i chopped it up a bit and i literally put subtitles on it which by the way there was a fucking typo and you want to know how long it took for that typo to be told to me two million views no one could have told me <laughs> uh you know a couple thousand yeah no, no. but you wouldn't two have taken- million views someone had What's to go you, uh, you wouldn't have taken it down to uh, a couple thousand because you would still would have been like oh this is a this is a highly viewed tiktok can't tell you how pissed i was at that because that's that's a flaw of mine and i i've talked about it with my bosses at work too about how i'm very bad at proofreading and mm-hmm. i'm very bad at writing things like especially like with like like social media mm-hmm. posts and stuff mm-hmm. like writing things very quick and then just posting and i don't and i'm i'm bad with that so that really pissed me off but regardless all of that being said our tiktok like exploded and it's like now over three million views, which is bananas. Yeah, and it's like a bunch of likes too. I haven't, I haven't been keeping up with it. Who can? But like, how crazy was that? Like that, was that? hilarious. I'm still hoping that like people will recognize most people. Like, wait a minute, are you Becky? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And the best thing is, is I think the best. Like, I mean, it's just funny to look at the comments. But my All favorite the people being like, do you have COVID? Yeah. Don't don't come near. It's just like, did you watch the whole video? That's the point. You need to watch the whole thing, motherfuckers. It's not even long. Like I don't understand. It's not even that long. I think it's like it's it's just a minute. Bless total. the bless the people that think it's real, though. Bless, bless the them. People. Plus those sweet summer childs. Or like, are, are there people that are? I haven't looked at the comments yet. Are are there people that are mad about? You shouldn't joke about this. Uh, I didn't really see so much of. I mean, there was one. Like so, in the in the initial phases, there was one girl who wrote i can't 
uh, for a second there, I, I almost got mad that you were posting the confidential, oh, a confidential conversation. Call. And then, but like, but the thing was like, I read that comment as like, you really had me. Like I was about to get mad at you. Like I didn't yeah. really take it in in a way of like her being a bitch. But a lot no. of people took it as like a bitchy comment. And I was like, no, I didn't really take it that way. But people just like to fight on the internet. But most of the comments are, you have my same birthday. There's a lot of like LOLs or oh my god or there's my a lot favorite of is the duets. I yes, love. so you can see where people are laughing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the duets are great. Um, there's a lot of like the Pisces thing. Uh, my favorite ones are the ones that are like I came back to watch this. Like people will write like. I saw this and I had to find it again to rewatch it. <laughs> like those are my favorites. So I went through like this weird psychological thing with that because like you had helped me with it <laughs> and you were like the comedic genius behind it because I didn't know what you were going Stop to say it. on the phone. Like you came up with the whole punchline, which is the you're positive for being a whore. <laughs> I'm seeing which this, is like, the cheap, which is the cheapest, lowest hanging fruit. Like I should have thought of something. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. Um, and so like when it went and we put it on my TikTok because you're on TikTok too. I'm on the talk. You're on the talk. But uh, it featured your face. But we put it on mine because like it was kind of a sequel Not to my assuming other Assuming it was going to blow up. Yeah, we had no, I had no idea. Neither of us had Literally, idea. it was like a, this would be funny. Yeah, I think it took us all of like four minutes maybe oh my god it five really, minutes it, i have the whole thing like because i called you back i had to call you twice that's how it worked yeah it was less than five minutes <laughs> in total like we did it we then talked a bit about it and then we did it again and then yeah. that was it <laughs> but like i went through this thing of like i don't want to be and then people started like congratulating me like in a weird way of like oh yeah i can't congrats on your viral video and then i felt weird because i was like i feel like i owe way more of this to you than me but you've done such a great job of like pumping me up and that was so appreciated you didn't have to do that oh, but it and was you such were so and you were so kind about and i never would have gotten around to doing it <laughs> is the other thing if it had been if it had been yeah. something like an idea that I had that I'm like, oh, I'll film this. Myself. I never would have gone around to that. That's true. I mean, maybe and that's you, true. And you cut it up. You picked the music. I had the hustle to make it happen. Yeah. But you were the comedian. Like, I just felt bad because I was just like, I feel like it was I should also have tagged inspired. you in it. I should have tagged you in it, though. That would have been ideal. But also, neither of us thought of that. That's true. Neither of us thought of that. We didn't know it was going to blow up. Yeah, that's my biggest regret. And also, thus far, I have to say, Sarah has split 100% of the profits <laughs> from the video with me. She's been yeah. so generous. We have a 50-50 split. 50-50. It's, it's literally all she good. She even gave me a little bonus. That's so it's really fucking awful. It's just so fine to me because it, it really... And I kept being like, Kirsten, thank you, Kirsten. Thank you. Uh, I was just like, I want her to know. I was like, and then I started feeling bad. I was like, oh, God, this is Sarah's bad, bad self-esteem. And this is not allowing her to accept any responsibility for this video. That wouldn't have happened if it weren't for you. But this is the thing. But this is what I like. And this goes back to like my thoughts on who you are. Because oh. you. This, this is the big reveal. You're this is the big reveal. Like we're in a group chat together, and so like we we us girls talk about a lot of things in there. It can be it can be silly, or it can be like I'm going through a rough. Like it's it's a good balance of like silliness and like serious talks in that in that group chat. I don't want to detract from what you're saying, but I did. I do think I strained my job from trying to put the entire <laughs> microphone in my mouth. 
might have an injury now you have COVID please go on I'm so sorry it just um, really hurts but you you sent like you sent me an individual message being like I have a feeling that you th- that you're feeling bad because <laughs> what was the message it was like I have a feeling that you're thinking I'll resent you for the TikTok something like that something like that something like because I was like kind of overly complimenting you and tagging you and everything. <laughs> well, I mean, how to over? And- <laughs> I, mean, I, des- I deserve it all. And it was just, and so it made me think. I can see myself feeling like that in that situation, and I know it's not warranted. So sometimes it's just nice to get it out there. Yes, and that's what I really appreciate as you as a person and as a friend, because you're very honest it's and. You will you will be very logical in what you say, but here's the other thing: you are spe- get ready for it. You're spectacular at saying no to stuff. Thank you. That's something I worked on for years. <laughs> so, like, can you this cut this is as a clip? Thing. Can yeah. you cut this as a clip for my husband? Because he yeah. is constantly. He's like, Kirsten, you're so you're so bad at saying no you don't say no but this is what i've always wondered about you because like we're fairly new friends but like i've kind of always known you to be pretty good at saying no it's been a years long journey okay because like i think what i appreciate about you is that like you're really good saying no like and you're good at setting fucking boundaries for yourself (laughs) and another example of that is is like I talked about this briefly on the Christmas episode. I don't know if Adrian listens to my episodes all the way through, but Adrian had a birthday. We started a group chat about like cool things we could do for her birthday. Oh no, that I told and Adrian about that actually. Did you? <laughs> okay, so this is another example of it. I like, because I feel like it's interesting the dynamics because Alva and I, I think, are big time people pleasers and big time like we just want to yeah. do 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 for other people yeah. because it makes us feel better. That's just kind of how it works. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> people aren't fully selfless. But you were like, at one point, like we had all these ideas going back and forth with things we could do. And it was, was getting like, elaborate. Schedules were coming into play. And like, we wanted to deliver her something. And then what could we get her? Like, because what could we co- do? Because originally we were all going to get together and buy like this very elaborate, expensive cheesecake, cheesecake yeah. that Adrian really likes. Yeah. And it was like, great. And this is like, a, at the time we thought it was $60 cheesecake. But I talked to Adrian. She's like, no, it's more like 80 and I was like, <laughs> good thing we didn't do that. But then we couldn't make our schedules work because it was at the time like you could only have five people in a room and there was like never mm-hmm. a time where we could only because, you know, Adrian was had family kind of coming over and we could never. And then you had exams we and couldn't quite work. make it work. It was just it was just weird. A disaster. And at one point you just spoke up and go, <laughs> well, I'm cause... not going to spend any money. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Like, like, but the thing was, oh, the context was because then we decided we couldn't do that. And you guys were like, let's have a cake delivered. Yeah. And that's when I was like, I'm out. Yeah. But that's what I, I want to be where you are. Where you are just, you are so good at just being like, this is my decision. This is why I'm doing it. Bye. Peace out, A-Town. Like, like you're so good good at that <laughs> and it's such a healthy thing yeah because i do that so many people don't do and it I just causes resentment and fucking spiraling see a year ago i probably would have begrudgingly agreed to like yeah. participate in that cake thing but then i would have been resentful about it forever yes. and that's the thing and i just don't like because my my whole reasoning is like when you come to someone's house you should bring something 
Yeah. Like, like if it's like if it's a social gathering, like you bring like a like a little uh, vegetable dip or something or bag you bring like a bag of chips. It doesn't have to be a lot, but you bring something. And so mm-hmm. I was like, OK, if we all go in on the cake, it'll be like 20 bucks, whatever. Mm-hmm. Fine. And then it was like, OK, then we send something for her birthday. And then I'm like, oh, that crosses the line into present for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's yes. what it was. And I was just kind of like, I, I don't want any more gift friends. I am very anti-gift. Thank you. I'm because surprise gift. Yeah. If, or if, if I saw something randomly at a store that was so specifically Kirsten, that was like in a price range that I could manage. Yeah. I could totally pick that up and be like, oh my God, I thought of you. Here you go. Yeah. But like this obligation and this like, and I don't like a social constructs telling yeah. you to get, give gifts. Like, because then if we get Adrian an $80 cake for her birthday, then it's like, oh, now we're committed to getting yep. everybody in our friend group an $80 yep. cake. And like, so I, president, don't, yeah. I don't want to go down that road. Mm-hmm. Bless you if you want that relationship. But I just find, especially when you're an adult and then it turns into like, you're just spending money to spend money and it's like well at that point can't we just exchange $20 at our birthdays and then we call day and at that point why not just everybody keep the $20 and get what they want exactly when my family stopped doing gifts for Christmas it became way less stressful because no one was stressed over what to get the the people because you don't know because if you don't live with a person you all a don't know what they already have and b maybe you don't know them well enough to know what they would like yep yep Yep. And so that was just like when you did that, I was just like, <laughs> I felt so bad because I know like I, I was like, oh, God, Alan must be so pissed at me. <laughs> well, that made she's, it so she's so cake. caring to a fault is the thing with Alma. Yeah. She's a sweetheart. But I think that it's it can be like I, I, I just know I, I'm predicting it. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure I'm right. But like I think gifts is her love language because she's she's given me a lot of gifts over our friendship yeah just just because like she gave me a pair of earrings for starting comedy who does that yeah that's really she's an angel but everyone's different like like for me i'd rather send a like a really nice message to somebody or tell them like i'm a words of affirmation gal i'm not so much a gift girl I have to admit, I do like gifts, but I also see them as small gestures. Like, for example, uh, a gift that my husband got me when he came back from Montreal, he brought me home my favorite cheese. Yeah, it's, stuff like that. It was maybe like uh, five bucks or something like that. It's thoughtful little things. Yeah, it doesn't have to be big or it can just mm-hmm. be like, oh, I found this really beautiful piece of driftwood for you while walking on the beach. Like, that's also that's also a gift. And there's this. But, I th- yeah, I'm just not a I'm just not a gift person. And I told Adrian and she was actually like, oh, thank God. I don't want another gift relationship either. <gasps> Good. Well, that was, that was, like, I, I, that was funny because I in the chat. I was just like, I think our gift to Adrian is showing her screenshots of this chat and how much energy we yes. spent trying to figure out what to do for her because that's how much we love her (laughs) yes and i think if you're a gift person and you want to be that person like give your gifts but also you can't expect reciprocity that's what it is and so many and that's why when you give gifts around holidays or like or you know constructs you you do kind of expect one and and back to you i have one friend it's emma wilkie that i exchange gifts with okay and that's and like I'm just like I've like cut it and I'm like I don't that's want it. any I don't want any more gift friends and that's your thing and have you've established a tradition with that friend I have a tradition with that friend mm-hmm. and also I have missed gifts like I regularly miss getting and she continues to give me gifts but sometimes right. she'll you know what I mean so it's like it's a give and take but it's an understood give and take yeah and she also knows that I'm not great with gifts and she's also accepted that <gasps> so are you not <laughs> great with when you say you're not great at gifts giving or receiving or both. 
Um, I I love receiving, but it's more I find that giving if it's a mandated gift that I have to give, I find it stressful finding the perfect gift. Yes. Like and yeah. I and I hate because I hate wasting money and I don't want to spend money on something that someone's just gonna throw out or just you want like, oh, you want so you want it to be worth it when yeah. you drop the monies. Yeah, I yeah. want it to I want it to be worth it and meaningful. Like yeah. uh, my favorite Christmas last year was when we canceled gift giving. Ugh. So nice, and uh, then my but my husband really likes receiving gifts, so we had to reinstate it, and that's the kind of compromise you make in a relationship. And I have to say, I got like the best gift this year. What did you get? Uh, uh, anatomy lab quality life size human skeleton, which is the greatest gift I've ever received, and it's perfect because I'd never buy it for myself, but I love it so much. Oh my! And that's the perfect gift. Bony one Kenobi. Oh my god, it's amazing. Where are you where are you putting it in your house? In my office. Oh, phenomenal. So he can join me for Zooms. Uh, phenomenal. I'm just gonna bring and just be like, hey, this is Bony One Kenobi. <laughs> Bony One Because Ken- I have a Star Wars themed bookcase. It's tying in. I'm gonna get him a Jedi robe. <gasps> it was that's great. Yeah, the gifts thing. Was is- Alva pissing me? Is she still pissed? <gasps> Why would she I don't think she's pissed at all. Oh, okay. I don't I feel like if you explain your reason. She probably still got it or in something, I bet. Oh, she for sure did. Didn't she like get her Chinese food or something? I don't know what happened there. I thought it was like an Uber Eats mix up. I think it was because she had like Adrian's address in to like deliver something which is else. So funny to me. And then she ordered Chinese food. <laughs> That's hilarious <laughs> because it's just like after all of this stress, it's just like. <laughs> but also, like I come, I don't know. I think that like growing up in poverty affects people differently, and I did mm. grow up in a in a poor family. And so, like, I'm ve- like, I get very anxious around money. But you're and not. Adrian's the same way. Even though, like, I would say that I'm more financially stable than a lot of people that I know that are more relaxed around money. You, you, you're at a perfect level, I think. Oh, that's good. Although, do you treat yourself enough? I got a haircut. <laughs> that's a treat. No, yeah, I just under or I ordered a bunch of stuff from Sage. I got, I got some. Oh, myths. there you go. I got that's some. Bougie. That's bougie. That's oh, bougie. They're so nice, though. That is bougie. As long as you have something that you that's a little myself, more up there, that I like self little treat. Yeah, everyone should have that. I think everyone Treats. should have that. For me, it's like makeup. Like a, <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, okay, that's funny because no way. <laughs> one of my um, resolutions for twenty twenty one makeup solutions is to dress nicer and have nicer hair when i go to work because in the morning you when always i always look amazing though but I look work, like a you've never bag. seen work sarah though that's work sarah resolution. has a flawless face shit hair usually tied up and i just literally throw outfits together my goal is to even everything out and look all together nice when i go to work that's the thing i'm going through a body transformation i have been losing weight but because we're in such pro pc times no one can fucking comment on it it's fine what have you been doing to lose the weight oh eating, le- eating less and moving more literally that's it that is what, what about like did you actually change your diets or did you change portions uh, I haven't, honestly, I haven't even changed that much. I'm just trying to eat more vegetables and like have those calories kind of replace like, you know, like, like I would like I used to treat myself to an ice cream sundae and now I'm like, maybe I'll have some jello. Yeah. 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 Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's like not an extreme diet or anything. No, because you, you have to be on something maintainable. And so I'm actually eating more bread. 
because uh, that way you don't binge. Like if you have like, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of hokey. I haven't looked into it too much, but uh, I'm all about this TikTok intuitive eater. And she just like, and she's slender and she talks. She's just kind of like, I had a bagel this morning. And I was like, oh no, you didn't, bitch. You naughty. There is something to but that. But if you if you restrict your carbs so much, eventually you just binge on a friggin' like gorge. entire baguette. You gorge. Yes, that's right. And a lot of people in eating disorder recovery, like, yeah. are really taught or the intuitive like, eating thing. Bad, like bad food. So yeah, and if you just mm. sort of listen and say like, oh, I want a Caesar salad tonight. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's not working. But I think the key is no, like, you look great. Oh, thank you. What 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 exercise? Uh, I worked with a trainer for about I think two years in Montreal, yes. so I know which was a great investment. So because now that. I'm not intimidated by the gym and I know what I need to do, mm. and so I try to do um a little bit of cardio, maybe like. Anywhere between 10 and 20 minutes. Like sometimes I'll just go on like gentle jogs, like 20 minute jogs. Like I don't go far. Maybe three kilometers. Yeah. Not far. Yeah. Um, I go at whatever pace I can. I stop and walk sometimes. That's Walking nice. is so great. Oh, yeah. And I, I do something every day. Like we walk. Uh, I try to go for at least an hour or thir- between 30 minutes and an hour every day. Oh, that's awesome. And then I do weights. Like I do, you know, I got my little deadlifts and I got my little... Little, uh, you can do good home workouts. Like that's the thing I don't love. I, I, I mean, love I despise the them just because I need. And I was trying to explain this to Scott because Scott, whenever I'm depressed, Scott will always push working out Bro, on me. Did you work out, uh, and God, thank you, Scott, for being a caring friend because they're few and far between. Very true. But I need, and this could go back to ADD, but like. I need, and it's the same with work. Working from home, I'm shit at. Give me a schedule. Tell me I have to be at the office. I will work my ass off that day. Yeah. Give me a gym membership. Like, if I know I'm losing $30 a month to a gym membership, <laughs> the guilt of losing that money will make me go to the gym. Whereas a yeah. home workout, I'm like, I got to move the table. I got to create space in here. I got to, like, How I got to ha- find the right clothes to wear. Like... Oh yeah, it's like it's like a whole thing. Whereas I hate, I hate that too. Like I don't like changing an outfit to be in my house. So I yeah, don't like, I don't like like changing out of this into my workout clothes just to stay in my home. Although I will say, if I could live in workout clothes, I would like it. Oh, I do. I, <laughs> this is the first time I put on jeans since. It's so comfy. They're so oh, comfy. I love athleisure. Uh, yeah, just go for walks, man. Walks yeah. are such great exercise. Yeah, and actually, that's getting outside and is such a huge thing for depression like like the times that i especially in the winter where it's like you could sleep all day and wake up and it's like dark out like you gotta get outside get outside before the sun goes down like get that and like small goals like sometimes your goal can be like get dressed put on your coat get to the end of the driveway and then usually by the time you get to the end of the driveway you'll just be like I can go down the street and then you'll think oh I can go down to the next street yeah that, that's actually my goal for the gym my goal is never to go to the or is never to work out it's to get to the gym and physically be there and I think all but one time I've successfully worked out one time I got there and I was like I really don't want to do this today and I just but left. you still what you still got there I that got was a there. small thing you did. And then so many times I just got there and I'm like, fuck, oh, I just sit, I just sit on the roar and I'm like, look, I'm just going to do 500 meters. And then I feel better. And then I'm like, oh, I'm here. I can, I can fucking do some, you know, right. I can do some squats. I'm here. 
That's right. And then it turns into a really dope workout. But if you go into things expecting, I got to do this, 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 and this, 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 you get overwhelmed. You get totally overwhelmed. So you got to make little goals. You got to just be like, you know what? No, I'm going to put on all my clothes to check the mail. And then you think, oh, well, you know, it's kind of okay outside. Yeah. It's like what I wrote to Scott because he he kept asking me if I, he sent me a YouTube workout and then kept asking me if I've done it. And I said, no, Scott, I didn't. But I did get up and put clothes on. I got some work done on my computer. And that's better than yesterday. So that's what I'm sticking with. Yeah. <laughs> and then he wrote, I will accept that. <laughs> <laughs> because Scott will drive to wherever you are and oh, drag you out of bed. He's great for that. He's a great Tony Robbins type of person to like he really be, he, try. He, he could start a cult. He I could. He could start a he would 100% be a cult leader. For sure, Scott McLean. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, my advice is start walking. That was the one of the mm. things that uh, one of the people I was working under, he would, like, ask every patient. He'd be like, what are you doing for exercise? And they'd be like, nothing. Yeah. I got to get to the gym, though. I've got a gym membership. And he'd be like, that's great. In the meantime, try to get out for a walk. Yeah. Try to park your car far. When you go if, to the grocery store, park at the end of the parking lot. Like every little step counts. 20 minute walk a day should be the baseline for everybody. Yeah. 20 minute walk. And if it's like 15 even, or even like get off the bus a few stops, mm-hmm. a few stops later or a few stops before. Go the long way home. Walk the long way home. Yeah. Or if like you get groceries weekly and you carry them back or you take a cab back, start getting groceries every two, three days. Yeah. Taking little trips, you know? It's fucking true. I I truly sometimes we just walked. Literally, we'll go for a walk to the grocery store. How far away is that? Um, I think round trip it might be about five kilometers. Okay, so it's like maybe a twenty or twenty five minute walk there, Mm -hmm. and then twenty or twenty five minutes back, and it's never for a lot of stuff. Mind, but you, it's 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 a it's an it's a reason to go for a walk. Yeah, it'll be because like we're out of like bread or something. I love that. Yeah. I mean, winter is coming, and it's going to make walking winter harder. Winter is coming. Um, but Game of Thrones. The depression thing, like, what's your journey with depression been like? Because my pain... Transformative. My pain stockpiled this year. So, so like, good. I feel like everything came out in the last week for me, depression-wise. Oh. It could be that, or it could be the full moon and cancer that just happened. Could be that, too. Wait, do you have cancer? No. Cancer is <gasps> the star sign. Oh. <laughs> Because one of those is serious <laughs> and a real thing. Full the other, the other natural is, medicine is already cured. Cancer is an emotional star sign, and we had a full moon in that uh, zodiac uh-huh. recently, and so it actually brought up a lot of emotions for people. And for me, it was just like, oh my god, my friend died. Someone I love ghosted me. Um, like I feel like my I friendships text- are all not so great. I texted you back, girl. I know, and God love. And one thing I will say, like I'm, I'm assuming I was the friend that ghosted you. I'm not. I don't think <laughs> I'm the friend that ghosted you. No, I'm not. not. I'm not Ghosty McGhosterson. <laughs> yeah, this guy ghosted me worse than Vaughn did, and Vaughn died. So yeah, and you sent that guy nudes. Yes, don't do that. Not ever. cool, man. And videos. Um, oh. <laughs> Have fun with those. Um, <laughs> hope you're doing well in COVID Central in Toronto. Well, um, at least we know he's got entertainment. <laughs> yeah. What was I? What was like? Oh yeah, but yeah, going back to the friends thing. Yeah, no, I'm I'm ridiculously grateful for like you and Alvin and Adrian. Stop. We have a nice little. We have a nice little group. We it's have a nice little such group, a group, nice group. 
like just to have that group chat but and we were all mentally ill in there all of us uh in different ways but i was what, gonna say hey and then i was like no it's true <laughs> it's 100% what has your journey with it been like it's been so special when did it when did it start i think uh i think when i was 10 holy shit i think i've been depressed for most of my life <laughs> I feel like I'll. I think I feel like a lot of people have depressed them. and anxious, and it was never dealt with because I think both of my parents were also depressed and anxious, mm-hmm. and there was also high levels of suspicion around medicine in my home. Like they were anti medicine. Yeah. Oh, yes. that's like an old person thing. Yeah. So the, it was very much just kind of like sucking up. Like one time in grade seven, I told my teacher I was going to kill myself. Uh, and the teacher was like, "Oh no!" And, they, and what was it? What prompted that? Do you remember? Uh, everyone was mean to yeah. me, and no one talked to me. And <laughs> even some of the teachers were bullying me. Oh God! Yeah. And I talked to my sister about it, who went to the same school, and she's like, "Yeah, I do feel like some of the teachers bullied me too." Which Maybe is this was a bad school. I don't know. It, but I guess it, if other kids were doing, it wasn't it. a good one. Yeah, it didn't didn't seem it. No, it was pretty fun. Yeah, like one of the teachers that like I feel like bullied me, like Miss Blazuti. Fuck you. Um, she actually isn't teaching anymore, and I'm like, that's appropriate. You clearly hated teaching. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, no, yeah, don't no, do what been, you do. <laughs> yeah, I think from grade one to so young. Yeah, as of because I think I might have been like cool in kindergartenish. Or, like, I had friends, or, like, there weren't cliques, but then in grade one, the cliques started to form, and then it was, like, once you've lived most of your life as just, like, the target of just, like, endless bullying, and just, like, no one likes you, no one talks to you, uh, it gets to you. Yeah. Grade seven. Yeah. And That's if you can't talk to your time. parents about it, because they're also... No, and then Ill. my mom got mad at me. Oh, God. She got mad at me. She's like, how dare you? Do you have any idea how upset your grandparents would be? And then we never talked about it again. Wait, what did you do that... Like just oh, just because I was like to teacher, I was like, I'm so sad. I don't want to. I want to kill myself. Oh, because of that. Oh because my of that, my mom was why pissed. Did you, why did you get mad at? Yeah, and that? I never, I never saw a doctor. Never was sent to a psychologist. Like nothing. Not a zilch. Nothing. Boomer parents. Yeah. Like we're both the same age. Like I, I think that I, I feel like people who are parents now are probably gonna like start their kids on antidepressants. Oh no. Yeah. It's like it's just like yeah, it's inevitable. Here you go. <laughs> like for us it was just like help us we're yeah. so sad and so are you like my mom got diagnosed with adhd in her 60s oh who did she see for that i i it's a good question i don't remember but i i, I only found out about this in the last couple months that's interesting did she take anything for it they put her on stuff i think initially and like they made her do a bunch of like weird therapy things but I don't think any, like I don't behavior think anything stuck. Like she just kind of it's just so late in life to get a diagnosis that it's like yeah. I don't want to say it's too far gone, but eh, it might be. Yeah, I think behavior therapies are are not the most helpful for probably, ADHD. Probably not. Well, I don't know. See, I don't know enough about this to be talking about it. But here I go, anyways. Ooh. <laughs> I keep going over this shit. I love stuff like that. More children are diagnosed with ADHD because it's more apparent in childhood and like they have more authority figures. So, for example, you have to get a child to sit still for like eight hours a day. And 
that just doesn't work for ADHD kids. But that kid can grow up and be, say, like a realtor where they're going from house to Mm -hmm. house to house to house and they're driving and they're meeting people. And that's a perfect fit for that person. So Mm -hmm. even if a kid has ADHD and maybe needs to be or should have been medicated as a child, there's uh, environmental modifications that you can do, like getting a career, finding the right fit for you. It's kind of like learning to manage Basically. Not get rid of it. Kind of thing. Yeah. So like a bad job for someone with, with ADHD would probably be copy editor. Office job. Desk job. Yeah. Ah! Or, well, if it was if it was like a quick job, like I was trying to think like if you were in a call center and you were dealing with calls that took seven, eight minutes to resolve each, that probably wouldn't be bad because yeah. you just have to maintain focus for like seven, eight minutes. But if you're That's like... That's true. Every phone call is different. Every phone call is different. And, mm-hmm. But ideally, you'd probably want to be in more of a dynamic position where you can get up and you can run around and you can burn energy. Something with a variety of tasks, probably. Yeah. So yeah. there's that. There are probably, because ADHD kind of like, it can precipitate anxiety and depression. So sometimes those will be comorbid disorders. Mm-hmm. They'll be happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so you have to treat those with antidepressants, plus you should treat the ADHD. But sometimes if you treat the anxiety and depression, the ADHD just becomes manageable with right. these environmental or behavioral modifications. Because you can go you can go to therapy. Like I've been to circling back to my journey. Yeah. I started going to therapy when I was maybe 18 and I'm 33 now. And I have been through probably 10 therapists. Consistently the whole time? No, pretty inconsistently because mm. it depended on my access to resources because very often I'd have to go to whatever free resources my school had mm. and those could be good or they could be not good because yeah. there's there's a there's a big Difference. there's there's a you know sometimes therapists are not good. Yeah. One therapist looked at me and said, Kirsten, I don't think you're ever going to be happy. <laughs> Her, oh proved God. her proved her wrong. Well, and the types of therapy too. So it's not just the personality fit or like the fit yeah. as you two as a pair trying to help you know the issues, but like the type of therapy because there's so many types. There are of therapies. There's just kind of straight talk. I've done everything, not everything. There's art therapy. There's talk therapy. There's uh, drama therapy. There's I'm thinking of your bet. <laughs> there's <laughs> DBT. There's CBT. There's what I'm what I'm into right now is EMDR. That's like EM, I've heard of this. I'm, what is EMDR? It's like eye movement something. Okay. Something. What is, I can't what is, remember what it stands for. What does it do? Uh, well, it's particularly helpful for uh, victims of trauma. Not that I've ever been particularly traumatized or victimized or anything like that. But it's usually kind of like, like I think like the probably years of accumulated bullying. Well, that would be a built up trauma. Yeah. Probably so, a bunch of mini traumas like combined. So as soon as I detect anyone that I feel could be a threat, I get really. Oh, that's interesting. Like I have that like a, I have a gut though. reaction to it. Like, oh God, this is happening again. And you're kind of transported back to like How do you find that manifest? So could that be someone um like what's something someone could say to you that might trigger that? It's not even something that someone would say. It's maybe it's like accumulated behaviors. And so like for example, like I was work in one of my previous workplaces, there was a woman who there who uh tortured everyone like multiple people i don't think i was alone in this actually like oh i remember hearing about her yeah 
Yeah. Like just like yeah. clearly like textbook case of narcissistic personality disorder. Fuck. Like the most like literally would tell you stories about like I made another client cry today. Oh, that is and we worked we worked with vulnerable wild. populations and like I just like it it broke my heart and I would submit complaints and I was like and I just couldn't turn away. And anyways, the point is like other people would just transfer out of the union unit and they were just like, I can't work with this person there. One person described her as the devil. Yeah. He sincerely looked at me and he was like, I have worked all over the world with so many different work units and so many different places. She is literally the worst person I've ever met in my life. And so, but I get like a visceral reaction to these people where I'm like, I need to stand up to them. I need to like fix the situation and I can never do that. Right. So I think it's more just like kind of like people that bully people. I'm just like, but I'm learning also that like I can't confront these people, especially in adulthood, because there's no mediator and they just bully you harder. But you have kind of. Did I? With a recent situation. Oh, I'm I just st- I just quit the job. Well, I'm thinking of a different situation. <laughs> I'm thinking of a situation where you stood up to somebody who was kind of bullying. Did I? Oh yeah. right! <laughs> yeah, it's that old thing. <laughs> it, it didn't work though. There, but there, I, there but also, folks. too, that's very different because that's online. It's way easier to stand up for yourself when you're like just on a screen typing, yeah. Versus like in, in person, and especially in a work environment where it's like this is your everyday life. Yeah, and you can't like, just, you just be like you can't just be like f this. Like you have to come back and like you have to like depend on this person to like do their part of the project and yep. like not you know yeah but funny fact they actually transferred her out of the unit because i think all my complaints finally went somewhere oh there you go but that's all they do in the government like if someone's a problem they just tra- they just give them like a lateral transfer and they make them someone else's problem <laughs> they just move along the assembly line yeah that's wild so but so also i don't think that me standing up to this person helped in any way because they're still doing the exact same thing hmm so I mean, like, was it was it valuable? That's the thing. People ask me about it, and I'm just like, I don't really know what. The, the nothing really happened with that. Like, it just kind of like it's just kind of fizzled out, and um, yeah, it's what it is. But I think it can. Do you think it can make you feel better about yourself at least that you? We were talking about this. Just the idea of like, I think so. Just, putting that try out because yeah. a lot of people don't put that that try i actually you know? just did that with my dad you that's did. like the latest thing that i did with my therapist is i made him a letter that said like you know these are these are the ways that i feel hurt by our current relationship you know can we change them how long like, did it take you to write it um i think it did it in like an hour but then or maybe 40 minutes or something and it was about a page and then I brought it to my therapist and she was like well we have to take this out she's just going to be pissed off about that she like edited oh yeah she edited it heavily I love that though I love that because her whole thing was just kind of like look even if it is true the goal is to like improve your relationship and like you're not going to be able to like Mm. you know you don't want any red herrings to distract him no you just want to talk about like how I how you're hurt get to the point yeah exactly did you actually send the letter i did actually two days ago so i'm kind of like was it okay the, sorry for these dumb questions but did no, you actually not. send it in the mail or did. was it an email okay that was a, that's not a dumb question that's an <laughs> integral part because if you send an email it's so easy to hit delete but i find if you get something in the mail like it's so yeah. much more uh-huh and it's easier not to have a knee-jerk reaction because email you can just hit reply and just be like fuck you 
Right. With a Whereas letter, if you send a letter, time, yeah. you'd have to log onto your computer and then mm-hmm. say, fuck you. Or maybe you can reread the letter and like digest it and be like, okay, maybe these things can change. That's such a good point. I'm so glad that you did that. My that, therapist did it feel good keep- doing that. Yeah, because I just didn't feel good just kind of like accept it. Like, because it's weird. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, for example, uh, in my father's house that he lives in with my stepmother, um, there are literally dozens of pictures on the wall. Yeah. Probably hundreds if you counted them all up. There's deceased relatives. There's cousins once removed. Really nice eight by tens of those kids um, that they've met maybe five times uh, because they live in a different province. And there's photos of her children, but there's no photos of my sister or myself hanging in the home, which I just find so fucked up. But I also feel so petty bringing it up. But that's not, but that's a small detail of a larger issue. Yeah. And it's It's a catalyst. It's like a, it's, it's, it's a wider issue, but it's how it manifests through these pictures. Like, because at first I blame my stepmother because, mm-hmm. like, I think like she's just like her like weird territorialness, like taking over the house. Because I think she probably hangs like all the photos, and he has nothing to do with it. But also, it's like you'd think that at some point my father would notice, be like, "Hey, we have all of these people hung up, and Kirsten's cousins, and her cousins once removed." Maybe we should put one photo of her. Maybe, yeah. And your sister, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's so weird. And I know, like, the argument is, like, oh, well, in the shared spaces, we don't have any pictures of her daughters, and it's your father's job to hang them in his study, and I have my daughters only hung in my study, but it's, like, your study leads on to one of the main bathrooms. It's, like, a main artery of the house, whereas his study is, like, tucked away in the house, and no one goes, like, there's not a through passage, so no one goes into it. Right. I don't know. It's just, it's so weird. That's insane. And it's and it's just so bothersome. And it's so because they asked for my wedding pictures. It's not like they don't have pictures. They have copies of my wedding pictures and they haven't hung it any of them. And I'm like, why would you ask for copies of them and not hang them? That's very weird. Yeah. And, and some people cool. have been like, well, what if he doesn't have pictures? And I'm like, no, he does. My fa- how can my father not have one pic- put up a kid you, picture of me when I was a kid? You'd be shocked. There's a lot of parents who don't. And it causes issues like I know people, yeah, I know people with not-so-great childhoods that have said that. There's, they don't have pictures of me. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. But I know, anyways. Yeah. Anyways, so I just, but I don't anticipate the letter is going to be received well. But then I actually, because my plan is just like, I can't have a real relationship with this person anymore. And I don't want him to feel ghosted and I want and that's what you brought up about me. Like I like to be very clear about my reasons. You're very and you are. Like when well in the times that I've seen, like clear, concise, to the point, logical. It's almost like I don't and I don't know if this is an insult or not, but I don't see you as an emotional person. Oh, thank you. So many people would say so many people would say you're overly emotional. Really? Like I well, because I see an emotional person as, like, I'm emotional. I react first and think later. I feel like, and I, I don't know for sure, but I feel like you, you have a tendency to kind of think on things and then react. I'm Am getting, I right? I'm getting better at that. Interesting. Sometimes I do just react, but especially, like, if it's a very, like... You know, for example, like when the crazy Holly that I used to work with, when she was, like, screaming at me, literally, like... Yeah in the office i didn't react well to that but i mean who 
who would? That's fair. Yeah, there's, there's exceptions to all the rules kind of thing. Yeah, for I sure. I think I just burst into tears. I was like, why do you treat me like this? And the <laughs> obvious answer is because she has a serious personality but disorder. sometimes you have to do that because, like, otherwise it's just going to be pent up in there yeah. if you don't get it out. And, like, gosh, that's that's such a thing. And I don't want him to think that I suddenly dislike him. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I just want to be clear about, like, this is... Well, like, you sat on the letter for a while, didn't you? Yeah, because I had one draft of the letter, and like I just like and it for and it was more of like a breakup letter, <laughs> like a breakup with my dad letter. And then my therapist was like, "Well, what's your goal?" And I was like, "I would like these things to change about our relationship because I do value it. Mm-hmm. I think it is important to have a relationship with your father, uh, unless you know if it can if it can be salvaged. Some people it can't. Sometimes um, it can't. Yeah. So hmm. I mean, I put it out there. It's interesting. To, uh I know someone else who also wrote her dad a letter over Christmas. I don't know what it is about the end of the year Christmas time that brings up so much shit for everybody. Yeah. It brings up so much like family dynamic shit. It brings up family drama. It brings up like just all the things you've been through in the past year. Like it just stockpiles like at Christmas time, I feel like. And it just makes things bigger. I think like what brought it to a head was Christmas time because my because. My father decided that the only way my sister could visit for Christmas from Ontario was if she flew to Halifax. And here you have to quarantine for 14 days. He wasn't willing to quarantine her. But I said she could quarantine at my place. But then she wasn't allowed to see me after she quarantined. She had to go directly to his home. Yeah. So I wouldn't be able to spend any of Christmas with her. And I just said, I don't feel good about that. You know, putting in all this work. No for no reward yeah fuck that yeah because i mean we are selfish creatures and like i'm what was the reason behind that well it's because they don't feel safe and i think they think that i interact with too many people which Mm. is fine you do you know people make their own decisions in this pandemic like i said everyone has risk tolerances yeah but i mean there my my beef was that there was no discussion because other options could have been like i could have gotten a nasal swab covid test yep and you, you you had solutions and options. Yeah, I had like a and and everyone was just kind of like, no, it has to be this way, or it's just not going to work. Or just could no it, regard. Or like why? And now my sister's so mad with me that she's not talking to me because mm. I wouldn't do this. And it's just kind of like, well, why don't you just come spend Christmas with me? Why is it my fault that because of his rules? And what what did your Christmas end up end up looking like? Oh, it was just me and Sean. It was nice. So did did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, I mean, like I would have liked it. To have been, you know, I, w- I would have liked to have been talking with my family. Yeah. My, as I said, my stepmother did post on Facebook that it was the best Christmas ever. Oh my goodness. The best one. That is so tough. And I just, I know I like sat on it for a couple did days. Did you and love I was it? Like I did. I liked it. Okay. I, was, I just this wanted another her to thing. know. I wanted her to know that I fucking saw it. This is another thing about Kirsten that I love so much about you. <laughs> like passive aggressively like things. Your, your care reactions. <laughs> Oh, I'm fi- I'm doling those out. I don't know if you you heard my joke about the. Uh, yeah, I know you probably haven't. It's a newer joke, but uh, like I was just like, you can tell how depressed I am based on the number of care reactions <laughs> on my statuses. Because <laughs> it's funny because it's like you'll care react to things that don't necessarily need a care reaction. <laughs> just like. <laughs> I do that for every. I think I, I overuse it. the care reaction because I, I, I use it. it as like I love that idea. I'm don't embracing change. that idea. Don't ever change 
I love it. I'm an unrepentant liker. You, I, yeah, I get a lot of care reactions from you or like the, the, the big loves. Did you love it? Did you love your stepmother's? No, I just liked it because I just shouldn't have done anything to it. I want, but that's the thing because I don't know if she realizes it was tone deaf. But but do you think liking it would, would, because normally they would have made a Zoom call and they were so mad at me. They didn't even make a family Zoom call. So they, so I just wanted to say, like, they didn't talk to you at all over Christmas. No, I sent them a Facebook message saying, Thank you for the Christmas gift that you sent. And they were like, You're welcome. Your tree looks great. It was just like very, like, yeah, it's, Jesus no, it's like incredibly passive aggressive. And I just want, and like, I can't, it feels weird to be like, Why didn't you make a Zoom call? While the argument is, Why didn't I make a Zoom call? Because, like, that's like the usual would be uh. that they would create a family Zoom call. But I was, just, I don't know. That but sucks. I think it's a little out of line and maybe she wasn't thinking to say this was the best Christmas ever, but it's also the one that you excluded my sister and I from. So yeah, maybe a little tone deaf there. like people, at least my dad didn't like this. People, uh, this is another goal of mine for 2021 post less and live more. Oh, do you want to make it in comedy? You gotta post every little well, juicy tidbit. Well, listen, I, no, like. I'm not against. I'm not saying no social media. I'm saying less. So I think what I mean by that is, is like, I'm like this past week is a good example of it. Is like I'm, I'm always just been like so like I gotta do this thirst trap and I gotta get this type of picture <laughs> and I gotta and I don't want to curate my life around that anymore. I'd rather live my life and capture mm. the moments as they happen that's a hundred percent a great goal yeah and because i anything sadder than watching an instagram girl making her boyfriend take like 47 like right? spontaneous like sunset photos by peggy's cove lighthouse is there anything more depressing i yeah i don't like my lot. like i went actually kind of code silent on instagram for like i think it was a total of two solid days or two or three solid days i used to and worry about posting pe- like content that people would like and I was like you know what I'm gonna post bench pictures of painted rocks that's what I'm into now <laughs> exactly well, you, I'm older you I'm gonna post some in, painted rocks Maybe you gotta like do what's authentic you gotta do and that's the thing about our TikTok it was authentic even though it was, it was totally planned and scripted <laughs> Yes, because yes. I was I was trying to rally the girl group and say, hey guys, everyone put your caller ID to no <laughs> identification and then call zero with fake results. <laughs> but it's that's this, the kind of person I am. And that's the thing about social media and why it depresses so many people around Christmas time, because we're seeing these like posed engagement photos. But and I know it's also fake. It's just it's like, all I know fake. that couple fought like three seconds before that photo. Like mm-hmm. every photo of me and Sean, it's me going, Sean, I need you to smile. You look suicidal. And going, Is this enough? <laughs> right? That's every And it's photo. all for the it's for other people to see. Um what nice memories of us. And his smile, yeah. I'm sorry, I love you, Sean, but his smiles like look like <laughs> My dad looks like he's talking in he every just photo. Makes, my husband just makes his mouth wider. That's him smiling. <laughs> he really tries. <laughs> I'm like, okay, show us your little teethies. They're so cute. <laughs> How do you navigate? Um, so, blowjobs. Is your, I mean, no one ever fully has a handle on depression because we're all just managing that. But like, <laughs> aren't we? But like, ha- have you gotten it to a point where like you feel okay about it? Yes. Okay. So, 
in brief, um, I think I got the most depressed in 2018, end of 2017. Depressed to the point that I stopped working. I was on disability. Isn't that sad? Um, And then finally I was convinced by actually a very good doctor. I I knew you then, right? No, that was just before I moved to the Scosche. Because I moved to the Scosche to get out of my depression. Oh, okay. Because it was December. Yeah, it was December 2017. And then I was depressed until March. And then a very good doctor uh, got me, uh, worked with me. I was very reluctant to take antidepressants. But after two or three months of meeting me every two or three weeks and me looking increasingly sad uh, to the point that I stopped eating, lost a bunch of weight. I looked amazing. Depression weight no, loss, baby. It didn't look good. Like the flesh was like hanging off me. Oh, it was God. Sad. I was like all gray. He looked very concerned at one point. He was like, do we need to hospitalize you? <laughs> oh, no. Um, anyways, no, but he was a great physician. Changed my life. Anyways, he got wow. me on an antidepressant that worked for me. And it gave me my energy back, which was wonderful. It was an SSRI. Um, I think it was Zoloft. Ah, the brand named. Uh huh. I think it go. I think the generic is sertraline. But go with whatever your doctor prescribes for you. Well, well, that I just hear such great things about people, depressed people going on medication. Like I have a friend who made a whole podcast about depression, uh, Ruth. Uh, but like she said, like she started taking it, and it was like better. Um, for many people, it's like that. And the key thing is, um, if because uh, one of the big reasons it won't, it doesn't work or it doesn't work fully is if people are also smoking marijuana oh. for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I have seen this clinically. That, that, that makes sense. And that's sense. the biggest thing for people to cut out. And they don't, and no one ever believes they said, oh, it's just marijuana. But it's like, no, if you're depressed, you really shouldn't be smoking marijuana. It's not making it better. It's made, it's for sure making it worse. Oh, because it's just like alcohol. You got to use it responsibly. Yeah. And if you're prone to alcoholism, don't smoke it or don't drink. There's... And if you're prone to depression, you probably shouldn't smoke marijuana regularly. That's I not a good also thing. I feel like people are a lot of people are very too much so reliant on weed. Oh, and my God. It's passed it's... off as I just like weed. But it's like, can you go a day without it? No. No. That's like, not good. Because they're always like, it keeps my depression in check. It helps me sleep. It keeps my anxiety in check. And I'm like, oh, but I think it might be the source of all those things. If you have to be blasted to feel normal. Not good. Not a good sign. Good. You should you should probably be on an antidepressant. Like, You'd be like, much more functional. I smoke weed every now and then. I am like an occasional smoker. Yeah, I, I rarely like, buy it. It's like alcohol. Yeah. If it's same, for, it's for a fun party. And I don't. I make a point to not get reliant on these things. And I kind of hate that we're in this culture of, especially with booze. It's like everything is a drink. Let's have a drink. Come over for drinks. Yeah. When I get to like, let's and name our podcast. <laughs> intoxicated. Even Zoom calls. Let's have a drink over Zoom. And it's like, why do we have to have a drink over Zoom? Can we just yeah. Zoom? Um, that's why. You and just- yeah, the podcast started because of that. And like, that's a huge thing with like the that's- journey with this show. Like, I want to reintroduce it as. Just it's just a conversational podcast. Doesn't have to have booze. We don't have booze right now because it's the chatter um, that intoxicates us. Yes, and if you look it up on Urban Dictionary, that's the exact definition uh, of the word intoxicated. T a l k. But I purposely I don't drink a lot now, and it was the best decision I made over lockdown to not be this person who was just drinking every day. Because I think some people fell into mm-hmm. drinking alone or drinking to cope or 
for whatever reason, and I had a fucking friend die, I had every reason to get fucking obliterated, and I didn't. Uh, and now I truly look at booze and I see dollar signs. Good. That's great progress. You save so much money. It is a horrible, horrible disease. But to continue. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, so then after I think maybe like uh, maybe it was like four or five months of taking this medication, I had moved here. I had a job that I really liked. Um, and I was like, you know what? I can stop this. I don't need it. And I stopped it. And then, oh, lo and behold, I got depressed like four or five months later. Um, but yeah. also because I was being tortured at work by this horrible yeah. person. Um, and then uh, stopped working again because I got very depressed. Couldn't handle being harassed nonstop at work. Um, and then uh, started taking it again. The same thing, serotonin again. Didn't work. I went to my doctor and after like uh, maybe a month or two of taking it again. And I just goes, I don't think the medication Which I think is hilarious because <laughs> clearly if I'm sobbing, it is not working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At all. And he just looks Take at me. Take the think out of there. Yeah. He just looks at me and he's just kind of like, I think you're right. <laughs> you are bang on with that one. <laughs> I was like, oh, what an astute clinician I have in front of me. That's what inspired you to go to med school. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you were like, I was right about being depressed. I was like, yes, yes. You see, you're crying. I think you're upset. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then we tried changing the medication. But then an opportunity came up where I actually got a different job. Mm. and I was able to start that job and then it was actually it was here's a lesson it was lower in pay than my current position by about twenty thousand dollars which yeah which is not an easy amount to say goodbye to but I have to tell you I was so much happier that's and that's where I realized I had to I had to work really hard about not getting triggered which I think people use too often and I'm probably not using the right contacts but not like feeling attacked by people because i was just i was on high alert for like people trying to sabotage me and people harassing me when really it's just you know no workplace is gonna be perfect but anyways and then i got i found out i got into school and i pieced and i said to my therapist uh maybe three months ago or so i think i said beth i think this is the first time in my life i haven't been depressed and she almost started crying oh yeah i got yeah i was like now who's crying bitch this is all about. No, she's I think a very like, nice lady. What we back. could take away from this is like it's all about these small steps you take and to improve your life. And sometimes you do need a band aid. You need a band aid of medication. Uh, of medication. I think it's very helpful in acute management of uh, depressive or anxious episodes. I think in the long term, like me, you probably should, if you have the resources, put like ten years into therapy because yeah. this was also like. So, for example, like uh, I recently actually by a psychiatrist because I uh, had a mini breakdown in I think October or something. Oh, really? Mini breakdown. Ooh, what was it like? Uh, it was just <laughs> what was it like? I the reason just I, my usual thing like it's just you know panic attack. <laughs> wasn't able to sleep for several days. Wasn't able to continue my functioning because I just found out some upsetting news. Uh, uh, we'll get into that. Okay. But uh, wasn't able to function, and I said, "Oh God, I can't." I can't go back to a place where I wasn't able to work for six months. Did it look like a full on? Sh- like I, I usually say, like there's two types of breakdowns. There's like the full on shutdown, where like you're just like I'm done. I 
you know, can't do anything. Or there's like the manic, like crying, can't breathe. Oh, it was the was manic. It, it, the it was panic that one? Uh, it was just yeah. kind of like, well, that's the worst one. Yeah, exactly. Where you call the doctor's office and the secretary's worried enough to be nice to you. So, uh, but I, but the thing is, like, over all those years, I had all my sort of plans in place. I had a family doctor and I knew to call them and say, no, this is an urgent issue, even though I'm not bleeding from the neck. Yes. I but knew we have was, to treat it like that, though, because it's yeah. just as important. And I knew what to ask for. I said, look, I'm having, I'm having trouble sleeping. I need something to help me sleep. And then they offer me one thing. And I said, no, that doesn't work for me. Uh, Ativan is what works for me, which they are very stingy with because the benzodiazepine. And they should be because they're addictive. I love that. And you can habituate to them. However, partly because I don't have insomnia was not the issue at that point. It was that my anxiety was so high that if I just had a sleeping, if I just have a sleeping pill like Zopaclone, it won't, uh, it won't cut through it. It wouldn't have done. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause I've tried the Zopaclone before and then I'm just, I'm just groggily anxious till about 7 a.m. You're not actually sleeping or resting. No, it's like just it making you more yeah. foggy, probably. Yeah. But then the good, and then also just having like, I have like six out of ants at home. I have a little I stockpile. Love out of ants. I've only taken it twice, it, but I and love just it. Having it there gives you kind of power yeah. to know that, like, I know that if I don't sleep for one night and the next night I'm worried that I can't sleep and I have like a big important thing to do, I know I can take this and I can sleep. Mm. So then you're not anxious about sleeping. Yeah. Which makes it harder to sleep. Yep. And then that's that vicious yeah. cycle. Anyway, so then I called uh, a doctor because through Dalhousie, you can speak to a psychiatrist sort of right away. So I set that up and I said, can they please just check if I have a personality disorder or if I uh, have, I think I had like a whole list of things. I was like, I'm worried I have a personality disorder. I'm worried I have this. I'm worried I have this. Um, And then they went through it and she said, and then after talking for 90 minutes, she's like, okay, I'm not God, but I have talked to you for 90 minutes and I am a psychiatrist. Um, I think you are generally anxious. You have generalized anxiety disorder. And I was like, well, that that makes sense. Were you? Because I started every thinking back on the interview. I was like, I started every sentence with the word. I worry about this thing that probably won't happen. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Vanessa Allen. And then you've met also has generalized anxiety. Yeah. You're just anxious about like everything. Everything Everything makes me anxious. Yeah. I asked for this. I was like, what are you most scared of other than everything? <laughs> I would go with some things. There's yeah. everything. And then there's some things. Do you think generalized anxiety? Because like I, there's that other anxiety, which is like c- catastrophic thinking, which is like, it's not necessarily that you're anxious about everything, but well, you think a, the worst thing is going to happen. That's a, well, that's a feature of generalized anxiety disorder. Okay. Yeah, like you like because they tend to be uh, creative people. That's one thing. Oh, that's interesting. Because you creatively you can creatively imagine the worst case scenario. And that does take a lot of creativity. Mm hmm. Um, like a plane crashing into your apartment exactly and that's where <laughs> and now that knowing no yeah you wouldn't worry about that and you would want to plan for that or something yeah because some of these behaviors can be protective but at the to the point where it's like pre- preventing you from living your life like if you're mm. afraid to get in the car and drive to an appointment because you're afraid that someone's going to hit your car that's me that is a hundred percent me. With with certain things, driving especially. Yeah, like very I know nervous that, driver. 
yeah, like I'm not, uh, unfortunately, I have to subject some fellow students to a carpool. And every week that it's my turn to drive, I feel so badly because I'm like, I'm like, oh, God, you have to deal with my anxious driving. <laughs> but I yeah. haven't. Yeah. Anyways, but, but um, you came leaps and bounds with the driving thing because like there yeah. was a time that you didn't drive here. And then and that's because we had a standard. Right. And now we have an automatic. And I was always just too anxious to try to learn the standard. Right. That just made me so anxious. Like I couldn't, mm. I couldn't do it. Um, but the thing that helped most is having the medication then also doing sort of more intensive therapy, I'd say over the past three or four years, and then begrudgingly, reluctantly learning coping mechanisms. So for example, like if you're having like a ruminative thought or a repetitive thought or, you know, like a big thing for me is like, I'm always worried that I'm going to pay my visa bill late Mm. and then I'll incur interest charges and then then I'll be poor and then I'll be homeless and then I'll die and then and then and then and then snowball. Yeah. And then you just have to stop and you just kind of like have to stop that thought and think, no, um, I'm going to check it this one time and then I'm going to set up an automatic pay for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Solution. So it's it's all stuff like that and sort of recognizing when you're having a thought that is not realistic and and just uh, saying, no, that's not realistic and, yeah. mo- and moving on or I'm, like thinking of ways and then I'm being OK with it not being realistic. Yeah, that's cognitive behavioral therapy. And then I, what, what I learned from dialectical behavioral therapy, DBT is distracting yourself. So if. I'm upset or if I feel anxious like I can go and find one of my cats and, yeah. I, and, I, pet, and I pet one of my cats and I listen to their purrs uh, having a hot bath mm. and then sometimes it's just helpful to get some distance from the issue and you lock the issue in a little box and you don't think about it that's okay mm. too some people would say oh that's avoiding it's the don't think about a thing that I'm like I don't but, know how to stop thoughts yeah so you, you, get, be- you get better at that over time and that's yeah. the thing. You have to invest the time into it. It's going to take yeah. time. Or like I got like a parking ticket, which I found really upsetting. It was $25, right? I was really upset about it. And I just and normally I would have just like agonized about paying and I would have paid it because you only have to pay it within four months or something. Yeah, I wouldn't have paid it. I would have tried to pay it like at the last day. And I was like, you know what? Treat yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself, girl. Yes. Get it done. Get the rip the fucking bandaid off. Just go online, pay it, get it over with, and then never think about it again. Because this it's is inevitable. Fine. It's not going to go away. It's not going to go away. It's one of those things that, like, you just, it's like when you I'm don't pay a, a bill and you I'm, get a high bill and yeah. you have that balance and you're like, well, I fucked up. Nothing, like, yeah. the only thing that's going to take that high bill away is if I pay it. I'm um, not a bad person. No. Everyone goes through this. And the other thing that helps is uh, you're not that special. You're not that special. Oh, you're not that special. Whatever you're going through, someone else has been through it and it's been worse and if you're feeling uh like uh upset uh like i was upset initially with school because uh i didn't get an award (laughs) this is my type a this is my line of thinking i was was like fuck those people (laughs) and i was so pissed and i was and then i and then i thought about it and i was like wait i'm in a class of really wonderful people yeah not all of us can get an award. Yeah, most of us didn't get an award, and I, th- most. I and I just told myself I was like, "You're doing fine, buddy. Yeah. You're yeah. doing fine. Yeah, you're doing the same as everybody else. Good for you. Gosh, you got up this morning, and the next day I got an award. Anyways, Dang they, were, they were just it went to my junk mail. Oh my god! <laughs> Maybe 
idiot. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh that's God. actually really what, funny. What goddamn idiot. Just the idea of stressing so much over something and then seeing it go to your junk. Wow. But previously, I would have stayed mad about that instead of thinking about it mm. rationally and mm. understanding that there's a mm. lot of talented people. It's fine if I didn't mm-hmm. get an award. Many people didn't get an award. What entitles me to be in yeah. the award group? Yeah. Apparently yeah. something. But yeah. in yeah. the reality. But it's just important not to let things like parking tickets upset you. And those are yeah. things that I would have found very distracting and upsetting. And I gave myself permission to pay it right away and then not think about it. Right. And now it's months ago and I can talk about it. And you're and it, and you're glad that you paid it right away. Yeah. I don't taken to, care I don't of. It's done. It. It's done. Yeah. Get it fucking done. But it's all those little things. So CBT, DBT. And I think that even if you can't, if you can't afford therapy, these are things that you can look up because mm-hmm. I got the DBT stuff from a therapist that I really didn't like. I didn't find her helpful. Um, I thought she was condescending to me. Mm, that's the worst train the therapist. Of all things, you got to be a little bit like approachable and oh, empathetic. And yeah, I just, she was not good. But she gave me a worksheet for dbt and i look and i looked it over and i was like because i was supposed to fill it out and it said you know when i feel angry i'm gonna go get my cat and i'm gonna pet my cat you have to like fill it out and i thought oh this is infantile <laughs> and it doesn't help because at the top of the work she just had self-soothing behaviors and i was like self-soothing oh, like you putting know, my little thumb in my mouth i go i have a shower but they are they're very powerful so i read through that list and some of them are shower bath light a nice candle smell what about nice naps smell. Well, how do, okay, yeah. I need your opinion on this. Napping as a <laughs> as a coping mechanism. What do we think? I'm a Pisces, Taurus rising. I can't avoid it. I nap at the worst times. I have three hour seven p.m. naps because I get home and I'm just exhausted and uh, that overwhelmed is- with life, and then napping feels like the best escape ever. But it's really not great in the long term. <laughs> Uh, no. So, I think that napping at regular time, say... What's a regular time? I would say maybe, like, anywhere between 12 and 2. Okay. I say this is someone who has gone down for naps at 7 p.m., though. But then I... (laughs) But then it just turns Isn't into it the a long worst sleep. time to nap. It's literally the worst time to nap. But that's the thing. I'll sleep right through till five a.m. and then you can kind of function. Oh, I don't do that. Can, yeah. See, I wake up wired at ten. And if Wired. you know this, ha- so that's probably because you stayed up the night before till five a.m. <laughs> and then you're rightly exhausted. So that's I probably. Know, I know. I know. I'm so bad. So for this, I would recommend seeing your doctor. <laughs> Here we go. Doctor voice is coming out. I would recommend seeing your doctor. And there's a lot of things that you can do for the, for that. Mm, like you yeah. can say if it's a temporary problem, you can get a sleeping pill to regulate your sleep cycle again. Because did you know? Get to sleep at a normal time did and you, see what happens. Yeah. Did you know that you when you have jet lag, it takes about one week per hour that you've lost for your sleep cycle Holy to come back shit. to a maximum of three weeks. So, for example, if you travel to like Korea and there's a t- I think there's like a time difference of like 11 hours or something like that. That's insane. It takes you three weeks to acclimatize. Whereas if you go to like Alberta, where there's a time difference of three hours, it's going to take you three weeks to acclimatize. Like fully like and I'm talking not like because your gene expression actually changes throughout the day. Jesus. So your body will make different proteins based on what time of day it is. And for those proteins to realign, for your body chemistry to be fully realigned, it takes three weeks. That's madness. If you've 
you know, done your max. If you're just going to like Ontario, it'll take you like an hour or it'll take you a week because it's an hour difference. Right. And you don't really, many people wouldn't notice that. So, but if it's an hour per, if it's a week per hour that you lose to a maximum of three Oh, maximum of three. Okay. So it wouldn't go above three weeks. You'd pretty much be adjusted. You can put someone in Korea and they'll be fully adjusted within three weeks. And I'm talking about like their body chemistry. Yeah. Whereas most people, I think they'll suffer from jet lag for maybe like, you know, anywhere from two to five days. I'm just, yeah, I'm bad with the, the napping thing has to stop. I need to stop the naps. But that's just a product of you night. sleeping, of you not getting enough sleep at the regular time. So that's why if you maybe. What if it happens, though, just from being overwhelmed and stressed? That might come in lifestyle management, too. Because mm. in addition to like uh, medications, lifestyle management is incredibly important. So, mm. for example, are you packing too much in? Are you mm. expecting too much of yourself? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yes, you are the above. You're probably expecting too much of yourself. Are you making realistic demands on yourself? Are you making an impossible to-do list? Mm. Well, Is that's it- the thing with an impossible to-do list as someone who thinks she has ADHD. Like, what seems impossible for me? Yeah. Totally doable for somebody who doesn't isn't struggling in the way that I am. Like, yes. like if I see errands, like, like I've said, like I can do creative stuff and get it done. But like, if I see adult errands, like passport renewal, that bitch has been sitting on my fucking desk. Girl, we don't have to worry about year. that. We don't have to worry about that for years. We don't. That can but, go to the bottom but of when, your priority list. When things are open again, I'm um, through work probably going to be going to a conference oh damn podcasting conference yeah well yeah you want to get that taken care of meow because there's going to be oh wait times <laughs> yeah. for passport renewal but again stuff like that doctors making a doctor's appointment going to get my passport renewed mm. going to pick up my glasses it just it i just go okay but i gotta edit this video so i'm gonna do that first and mm. like it, it it's just it's a shitty and i'm assuming that but you know why it is? Know, because you make you have that list and you look at those three things and you're like, these are three big things that realistically you're like, oh, easy. It should take like an hour to pick up my glasses. No, schedule an afternoon to pick up your glasses. Make it the make it the goal of the day. The goal what? of the day is to get your glasses. And then the goal and, and that's okay and to that's, do that. Yeah, exactly. Rather than being like, well, if I catch this bus and then I can spend an hour here and then I can pick up the passport, you know, forms here. You expect too much of yourself and you get overwhelmed. That's what I do. Yeah. And that's and why you look back when you actually do accomplish that one thing. You look back and be like, oh, hot damn. Good for me. I did get all my tax forms together and send them off to be done. Oh, God. I procrastinate on doing that taxes. for. I procrastinate on doing that for two months and I got it done. Procrastination is a bitch. It is. It's so bad. And then that's why I think it's strange when, and I call it the appearance of killing it, Mm. because I get a lot of people being like, you killed it this year. You've been killing it. Well, yeah, you've been, look at all the things you did. You're, you're a hustler. You're such a hard worker. And then this podcast is a full-time job. It really, really, really is. Plus you're doing full-time work. Plus you are living alone. So it doesn't, so that means that you can't split any of the domestic tasks you're making yourself three meals a day, I hope. Um, Sometimes you're, you're going to have to ramp that up. <laughs> I'm making HelloFresh tonight. I'm very excited. Oh, wonderful. I have I got meal delivery, so I have, I have four meals 
for the next week to, to make so you're set but yeah but it's it's this weird thing of like the psychological do you thing get of it like, for two? i don't feel like i'm killing it because i'm not getting these important adult things done that i should be getting done and then everyone else thinks you're killing it but, but no one else is getting like the important things done all in one day no one sits down and says i'm getting my passport renewed and making an appointment with my doctor i think some people this. are though they're probably no fun yeah, exactly. they're they're like the one percent. They're probably not the fun people. Mentally stable people aren't that fun. Like for whatever reason, God bless my husband. He keeps me in line, but he cannot make a doctor's appointment to save his life. It's a tough thing to. I, why, why is it do, so hard? I why is it so hard? For some people, it's very hard because he can't admit that he like needs. I think that's what it is. That he needs something, and I'm like, I'm like that's a man oh. thing too. Does he take Tylenol? not really a, yeah a lot of men don't take won't take pills for headaches and oh, it's yeah. i've noticed this with like male friends i'm just like yeah. why is this a thing yeah i'm always like i was like baby you gotta get this checked out <laughs> fun, fun bun yeah please do please fun, do it fun bun this isn't normal this is why uh men die first exactly <laughs> and we're left they, taking care of they you. don't have wives to make <laughs> to make appointments for them but it's wow. fine. I think you have to be less hard on yourself. I think we all do. That's a good resolution. Don't be so hard on yourself. Well, I was going to ask you, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Do yes. you believe in so many? Okay, can you name them? And I'm going to criticize them. I do not believe them. So first thing is, I think uh, my one of my favorite saying is the best day to plant a tree was 30 years ago. The second best day is today. Hmm. So if you're going to make a change, all that said, if you find it motivating to make a commitment to changing yourself on New Year's, that's wonderful. <laughs> do that. <laughs> but if you feel inspired to make a change in March, oh my God, do that too. Don't, this is just yeah. one day of 365 days a year where things are changeable. Right. That said, if you need motivation, do it. And also don't be afraid to make small changes. Like one of my Tiny. changes, um, I have an assignment that uh, gets assigned to me every Friday. And without fail, I wait until the Thursday to complete the assignment when it's due. My uh, goal is to do that assignment when it's assigned to me on Friday. What about this? Make it even more realistic. Do it on Wednesday. See, that's that's good. So I this be is gentle the thing. with myself. So like you're, you took... You, which you took, you made that realistic, but almost, yeah. but you could even make it more, even more realistic by, yeah. by just doing it's, ah, oh, fuck. I did a whole episode on it. Like, ah, uh, friend of mine, the 80% rule, like yeah. just, just get to 80%. You don't have to get to a yeah. hundred. Like I'm not, and I'm also not going to be hard on myself if I don't get it done by Friday on the day that it's assigned to yeah. me. And the other advantage is it will be easier for me to do that assignment because it's fresh in my mind. That's true. Because they're It'll based be on the clinical interactions we have that day. What are your thoughts on accountability buddies? So like people keeping you accountable. Like, accountability buddy? <laughs> accountability buddy. Like I've heard of this where you have friends that uh, like will keep on you about things. So like if you were like the assignment thing is important to me. Like you could get someone to text you. Did do you, you want do it? it? Did you do it? We could be accountability buddies, okay. but we have to pick what it is. Okay. We need some thought. About what are your that. other resolutions? Um, they're mostly school or orientated. So I want to review my lectures before they happen. So like go through the PowerPoint Jesus, presentations. You are such a keener. You are such a it's geeky only, keener. Yeah, but <laughs> that's how everybody is. That's how everybody is. That's true. That's true. That's true. Everybody, that's the place to do it. Everybody is a dork. <laughs> 
You can walk into that room and assume 75% of them can quote all Star Wars. <laughs> I love that. The other, I don't know, at least 40% of them, they can quote <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> we like one geeks. of those two things. A bunch of geeks. Oh, trying man. to save lives it's so and wonderful shit. so man. wonderful being surrounded by miracle workers <laughs> yeah and then there's the fucking orthopedic surgeons over there tossing the football <laughs> that's like a weird stereotype of surgeons that they're like that they're very athletic and bro-y <laughs> quick side note i'm gonna start to re-watch er yeah i can't wait to watch it when i know stuff Fuck, that's and be like well that's actually i think it beats that's actually incorrect i think it beats gray's anatomy like really? gray's anatomy is took so a- many storylines from ER. Did you ever watch ER? No. Holy shit, you need to. Is it the same thing as because I know there was like spin-offs of Grey's Anatomy as ER? I don't think that I don't think that there was any spin-offs of ER. ER was its own beast, but it is I just honestly the best medical drama. I find Meredith Grey so annoying. She's the Carrie Bradshaw of medical dramas. Yeah. She's just so earnest and just wants to do good. ER's okay, I'm going to check out ER. Like it's it's you'd you'd appreciate it. And oh yeah, I want to be kind. Oh, yeah. I want to be right. kinder to myself. And I every day, I want to do something active. Ah, uh, like that. Whether that is going for just a quick little walk, doesn't have to be long. 10, 20 minutes, a couple laps around the block. Ideally, half an hour. My goal is to have half an hour a day dedicated to a physical activity mm. of some kind. And that half you know, hour a day, thirty minutes. Maybe it's just a little yoga video. Maybe it's just a little walk around the block. Does masturbation count? No. But I encourage that as well. Mm. It's very healthy. (laughs) You could do it while on the exercise bike. Exactly. (laughs) Multitask. I actually had the weirdest nightmare the other day. What was it? This is related to masturbation, by the way. It's going to circle back. Um, I had a nightmare that I had terrible roots, like a bleach blonde hair, dark, dark, dark roots, and it was chunky. It wasn't like a cute way that Billie Eilish does it. Yeah. It was a nightmare and I couldn't get it solved. And then and then I was a lesbian and I had an orgasm and I woke up. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is that. I think you were nervous I guess about your femme. haircut. I guess I'm a femme. <laughs> we both I was it. upset about the roots. Okay. So and very excited about the orgasm. I may not keep this in. But like I had this thought the other day when Alva was talking on the group chat about Bi Visibility Day. She was like, I want to do a show for Bi Visibility Day. I preemptively felt left out of that show. So I wanted to, well, there's two things. I wanted to write. I like like, mentioned all the shows. I was like, none of those shows feature me. I wanted to write like, so every female comic except me and Kirsten. I, tell you, I feel like everyone because then this is not I'm really not trying to sound and I, homophobic but like but we I are f- homophobic I feel like everyone is bisexual and that's not a bad thing yeah but I feel like most people I know right now most feel, women I do feel a little left out I don't I no. feel a little left out and know what hurt I got the same thing <laughs> yeah. in Montreal I think I've told you this before that uh Rachel very funny comedian um she came up to me she's like you know, Kirsten, she was sort of the head lesbian, I think, at the time. You know, Kirsten, the only like people in the Montreal comedy scene that are women and aren't gay, it's like you and Miriam Khan. And I was <laughs> like, what? The other people are, uh, they're not. She's like, look, I get a hard zero on you. Hard zero. Yeah. Everybody else, the needle gets something. And I was like, <laughs> can I? Well, that's the thing. Cause I, I was like, not even, a, she's like, not even a little bit. 
And I was like, ow. I feel be a little- like bi is becoming the new straight in the sense that like I'm just going to assume everyone is bisexual. Yeah. I mean, I had a dream. That's a little gay. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, Rachel, I am a little gay. I watched lesbian porn for a long time, but like it's just I I mean, I, I touched a vagina once in the five some and I was like, oh, not for me. Who like, has I, done that? I, you know, um, like I'm very straight. And I just thought it was funny when she said bi visibility day because I'm like, the stage is going to be crowded with people. <laughs> It's like you're Alva, gonna, yeah, Alva, it's are you specifically it. doing shows that can't include me? Ah, it's but that said, I don't know a lot of bi men. I know gay men, I know straight men. I don't know a lot of bi men. I think there's more stigma towards bi men. That's interesting. Because like I think like, you know, there's the stereotype of like, oh, bi women, like you can watch them make out with girls, but you can still get them. Oh. Whereas, like, by men, it's, like, they're sort of, like, they're, it's, like, uh, homosexuality is somehow still tied to your gender identity, and that's perceived as non-masculine. Mm. So I think that's why it's, like, less, it's less, uh, I think there's more social stigma attached to bisexual men than there is women. Oh, that's fascinating and interesting and... Yeah, that's I'd like I'd love to talk to a bi guy about that. Um the other thing too is is like I always feel really bad when I assume someone's straight and then there was never a like cuz you don't when you meet someone new. Mm-hmm. You don't really go like you don't really go like what are you into? We, we which we should do though. And that's the thing like for me it's like I should be like what are you into and not assume anything. But like I if I find that line of questioning invasive though. Like cuz my cuz my whole thing is like I'm a married lady. Uh you know, I have a husband. Uh I just I just feel like unless you're trying to finger blast me, you don't need to know. Yeah, okay. Okay, good. Yeah, like if you're a single lady and you're like for- interested in like another single lady then you might want to figure out. For me, it's like if I'm talking to somebody and we're talking about, say, dating or sex and they're using, it's a woman and they're using he a lot. Yeah. I do make the assumption that they're straight and then, like, later I'll find out that they're bi and I'm like, god damn, like, I feel like if I was bi, I would just be like, so I was into this guy. I like women too, though. Like I, I feel like I would just would make throw it, it out there. I would make it easy for, for people and stuff. Like, I, I had no idea Adrian was. No clue. Yeah, I seriously, I have the worst fucking bidar, bidar. <laughs> I think I'm pretty good with gaydar, but not. But I can usually tell. But We're, there's also not really a significant bad outcome for you assuming someone's straight. That's so true. If you're say like a healthcare provider, then it might be good for you to it. It might be helpful for you to know. Yeah, but even then, I'm kind of thinking like, well, you know, is that relevant? But there are different like. You know, there's different, um, you would counsel someone differently on, say, like birth control or, uh, or protection if right. they're having sex with women versus men. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it might be important in that sphere. And I think if you're a professional, like if you're, say, like a psychologist and you're treating somebody or a physician, I think then it can be, detri- it is detrimental to make assumptions on someone's sexuality. Yes. And if it's relevant to the treatment, you should clarify. But I feel like on a friend level, and and, and that's you know, okay, right? Like it's okay. It, it, the majority of people aren't. You know, yeah. There's not. They're they're straight. They're just I just, head. I feel, sorry. That's the majority. So I feel you can make that assumption. I feel as yeah. long as it's not harmful. 
I feel like things are going to shift, though. I'm, I think going learn- forward, I'm going to assume every woman I meet is bi. That's... Okay. I'm going to say it right now. I'm pretty straight. According to Rachel Gendron and I never question you. Every other man. I never question you. Even though I find it very hurtful and I would feel more legitimate as a comedian if I were gay. Oh, I was talking about that. I'm very, I'm very sad that I'm not gay. Um, I try so hard to be gay. What other? Okay. So you want to prepare for your lectures early. Prepare for my lectures early. Do your assignments right away. Do something active every day. What else? Anything else? Um, just can just uh try to be the kindest uh person kind. i can okay uh what what and you... not get fr- and not be reactive and not get frustrated at things that i can't change oh that's a big one that's good for both of us yeah. what what do you want me to hold you accountable for um, the assignment thing probably the lectures and the assignment thing okay that's I'll try to the remember most fridays yeah okay just be like girl did you do it? I like the idea of an accountability. What do you buddy. want? What well, do you want me to hold you accountable for? Sir, go to uh, the doctor. Going to bed goddamn early or at a decent hour that's realistic, not three, midnight. Some people will. But you won't be up at midnight to text me. That is true. <laughs> I'll have to text you at 6 a.m. and be like, rise and shine, butter turd. You could do that. I don't know. I think the sleep thing is, is, I have to get that under control. I think I could need some encouragement with the active thing as well. I could yeah. I could use that. Try to get out, do a lap or do even just do a lap around the block while you're mm-hmm. getting your mail. Something that the psychic said to me, uh, which again, it was just kind of wild because she picked up on things that I had been thinking about earlier this morning, mm-hmm. which was I often beat myself up for like ordering delivery and mm-hmm. she specifically was like, "Don't. You're doing a lot and it makes your life easier. Just get the the delivery." Yeah. And I was like, damn thank you because every time i talk about stuff like that people are like you gotta cook more you gotta eat and it's just like yeah make healthy choices but like don't like if you if you want to pay someone to bring bring you the food and cook it for you like and if it makes your life easier stop beating yourself up and and i literally did that today i almost ordered delivery lunch yeah so it's like I have kind of a packed day and I don't see a half hour that I can yeah. cook something. And literally she said she's like, just do it. Stop. Yeah. Forgive yourself for ordering delivery. There's a balance though. Yeah, there definitely is. Because then you have to think about the consequences of ordering that delivery or just money. Like delivery fees. For sure. So and I'm someone a, and I am someone who pays for convenience quite a bit. Um There's a balance. There's only so much convenience one can afford. So true. Which is true, but I think it is important to recognize that, like, this is, and that's what I say to myself, like, when I went and got Subway the other day because I was working a 12 hour shift. That's know? insane. So I was like, because I brought, I figured out my breakfast, I brought my lunch, and then I was like, oh, maybe I can make it until I get home. And then I was like, you know, no, this is crazy. 12 hours, that's wild. I was like, I did pretty good. I got two out of three meals. I think it's reasonable to spend on a Absolutely. Subway. Absolutely. And we shouldn't have to, like, validate inch. that so much. We should just be able to just do it and not care. Yeah, you also have to keep like I have to keep myself in check though because like mm-hmm. I have specific financial goals and like well I kind of do I have unlimited money I have to pay that money back eventually. Yeah, I'm very true. scared of that. I think for me, Interest is a lot. Another resolution is is to have to do what like the psychic said to allocate more time for just fun and relaxation. Watch a fuck like I I've only watched like maybe two shows this year because I don't allow important. I don't allow myself leisure time. 
that's one thing that some that's like part of the adaptive environment that people with ADHD uh, that they suggest for people with ADHD. One person had a very rigid schedule for himself, and the only way that he could get anything done was to schedule every moment of his day. Yeah, but then the downside of that was his he was unable to be flexible in any way. So like if there was a weather change or something that wasn't conducive to the activity, he'd still drag his kids and his wife out hiking. You know what I mean? So it was frustrating to them in that way. So you have to find that balance, but scheduling say, just be, just be like at 10 PM, I'm not doing any more work from 10 to 11. Everything's shut off. And I'm, you know, I'm going to do some gentle stretching and I'm going to color in my book and then I'm going to get into bed. Yes. Love like you this. might, you might have to like specifically schedule not just bedtime, but your pre bedtime and make it a ritual. The pre bedtime, I always forget about the pre bedtime. You gotta have pre bedtime because if you go straight from stimuli to bed, it ain't gonna happen. Go straight from Red Bull. Oh yeah, I know. I love it though. Oh, I love my. Red I find Bull. it tastes like acid. Like I drink it and I'm like, <gasps> really? I drink it and I come to life. Like it is. Like, it is my lifeblood. My my goal is to have a Red Bull fridge stocked. Like like <laughs> like one of those mini ones yeah. you see in like classy hairstylists. Yeah. The ones that charge you sixty dollars for a cut. Oh damn. Damn, damn, damn. Can't wait to get my hair cut on uh the second. On I'm so excited for my balayage. I feel like I'll feel better with blonde hair. Oh, it's gonna be so fun. Well, we're almost at three hours, so we gotta wrap. How the frig do we do that? Uh, I feel two- terrible for your listeners. No, I'm not so at all. Sorry. This is standard. Um, was it seemed a good one? Are you gonna be like, oh, yes, it was a good one because it flew by. Yeah, so to sum up, uh, <laughs> if you're sad, talk to your doctor. Step two, follow your doctor's advice. Step three, uh, try to get some therapy or read some books. Step four, forgive your damn self. Yeah, give yourself like an open mouth. Kiss. Forgive your damn self. Um, thanks so much for coming on. Oh no, thank you for having me. I mean, obviously, especially now with your new knowledge, I'm going to have you back on quite a bit to pick your brain on my f- things. My four months of knowledge. I'm only, I'm 4% <laughs> more accurate than Google. 4% more accurate 4% than Google. 4% more accurate than WebMD. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh I my will, gosh. I will be like, well, it could be cancer. <laughs> yeah. But it's but I, I love you to bits, and I'm so appreciative of you as a friend. And can people follow you anywhere? They can yeah. follow follow her on TikTok, motherfucker. Oh my at, god, at right Kirstenoid. now. At Kirstenoid. There's at a bunch Kirstenoid. of videos that have not gotten any traction, but I'm having fun making them. Um and I love that you're having fun making them and it shows that you're having fun making them and it's fucking great. And you you all do need to follow her right now. On I TikTok. can't wait to show the video of my that I made of my therapist to my therapist. Oh my god. You should, get her, based- you should make her do edit. <laughs> It must be like her going like, I don't know if this is ethical, Kirsten. Are you Zoom therapy? Is it Zoom therapy? We were doing Zoom therapy in the dark times, but now we're back to in-person. She oh, has, that's She good. has a friggin' fantastic view. It overlooks the ocean. Ooh. Honestly, I would pay her the amount of money that I pay her to just sit in her living room and look at the ocean. Um, And it's, it's better than the Zoom therapy, eh? Probably. Um, or is it on par? Uh, I feel like there's me. I... I like it twenty percent more. Okay. I would say, like, I think I Not think Zoom. No, I think Zoom therapy is very effective, but mm. I think with her, it's like a bonus. Yeah, she has a very calming aura. Oh, uh, that. I really like. I really like looking at the ocean, and she has like she's very like hippie, and love so that. she has all these sort of interesting like objets like around her, like like 
her space. therapy space. Ah! And like the chairs are comfortable and it's just, it's very nice. Oh, I want that so bad. Yeah. Goals, goals. She's in get Lawrence th- Town though. I'm going to try to get a drive. therapist in 2021. That's my, that's my lofty goal. That's a lofty one, but I'll try. Um, and can people follow you on Instagram? Too? Yeah, same thing at Kirstenoid. Also on Twitter at Kirstenoid. Everywhere. K i r s t e n o i d. I think we did it. We did it, ladies and gentlemen. First and episode of twenty twenty one. It was a good one to do. I just I forgot that it was the first one of twenty twenty one. And we had the Christmas up because we where's the Christmas hose? It's we're filming this on Christmas or uh, New Year's Eve. So exactly. Thank you so much for coming on. You're the best. See you later, everybody.